720 WGN. Hi there. I'm not the White Sox game. I'm Amy Guth. Hello. Happy to be with you today. <laughs> How are you, Curtis? I am good. Good. I haven't worked with you in a minute. How's everything? I know. It's been a while, but good. Good. Anything? Busy, of course. I was going to say, you, you kind of switch gears today pretty quickly. Yeah. I'll be here almost all afternoon, but it'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be so much fun. There's so much to talk about. I almost don't know where to start. But here's where I'm going to start. Here's where I'm going to start. I have many things to discuss when it comes to viewing television. Many things. First of all, it is it is marquee network time, we, right? That's been yes. something we've been discussing. Yep. Uh, a lot of Cubs fans are like, wait a minute, can't see that on Antenna TV anymore? What's going on? Not Antenna TV, the station, but, you know, a TV with an antenna on it, non-cable kind yeah. of uh, live air sort of thing. So a lot of people are like, well, wait, how do I? But that's not, they're not the first to do this. A lot of sports teams have said, you know, we're going to own this content. You need to pay us to, you need to pay for it if you're going to watch it. So that that has been the case for the Cubs. And uh, that is, so there's a little bit of a delay. There's, it, it's kind of, it's not as straightforward as it seems right if you're looking at it, you're like okay the switch gets flipped and eh, not quite a little bit of a delay um there is a piece that the tribune has actually that if you have any question whatsoever about marquee tv this piece quite this piece definitely answers it uh phil phil rosenthal wrote that piece it is like he wrote it like a q a on a website it is the, i i can't think of anything it doesn't answer so there you go I recommend that. Anyway, here's why this is on my mind. I got to talk to you about this, Curtis, and everybody, everyone listening, because I would like your input on this. And that is, um, I am a dinosaur. I've discussed this many times. Here's a way that I am totally a dinosaur. I don't watch enough television to feel like I could justify like buying a new TV. So I have the first generation of flat screen televisions. So it is standard definition. There's it is like if if a broadcast is only in HD, I can't even see it. I can get the sound, but I can't get the picture. And I've adjusted the screen settings many times to make this work. But but eventually it just got to the point where any sports broadcast, the score is just off the screen. And for many news programs, the the text at the bottom of the screen saying who that person is. I can't even see it. I have to guess. I'm like, hmm, that sort of looks like, you know, Senator so-and-so. I'm not sure who that is. I have to Google that. I have to, like, figure it out, right? So that's I could see that being a professional disadvantage for me, right, that I can't see those numbers or those names. So I've been thinking, like, well, okay, I'm going to start maybe setting a couple bucks aside eventually, and I need to get a new TV sooner or later. But I also, like, have it in my head that that new TVs are – thousands of dollars they're not right and i don't need like a you know what i'm saying like i don't need a giant one i mean the tv i have is like third a 32 inch screen it's not huge it's a very small tv so i you know that you can you can accomplish a quality one for under 200 dollars, and that's okay and so i had a blowout with my cable provider Uh oh oh curtis curtis oh my god and here's the thing some companies, I would say, are known, like they're just, they're known for not good customer service. And, and that happens to be my cable provider because that's who I have. Like that's, that's the only person with the cables in my building. So I don't have a choice. Anyway, nonetheless, um, so I called, let's see, two days ago, I, my cable wasn't working properly. I just wanted to, you know, had a long day, came home late at night, just wanted to sit down and watch a minute of television and relax a second. 
wasn't working. It said, if this, you know, unplug your cable box and if it doesn't work in 10 minutes, call, call the company. I did that the next day, still a problem. So I call last night and I'm like, Hey, here's what's going on. I, the first person I talked to, I feel terrible for the young man because he was clearly very ill or maybe like had a stab wound or he was suffering on the phone. And I was like, is this guy okay? Like this, the person answering the phone, I was like, this kid should be home in bed. I don't know what his, he was really struggling to get through our call and kept going, um, hang on. And would put me on, you know, like a panic state, put me on hold and then pick up a couple minutes later and be like, okay, sorry. Are you okay? Is everything fine? Okay. Tell me again what's happening with your cable. And I'm like, this poor kid, he's sick or bleeding to death or something is happening. So he goes, I have to put you on hold again. Puts me on hold. He, he said he's going to run a test. Five minutes goes by. Someone else picks up and she's like, hi, what's, you know, answers the phone with the company name. And she's like, what seems to be the problem? How can I help you? And so I have to start all over with her. And I'm like, you should check on that guy I was just talking to because I think he's quite ill. But also here's the situation. She goes, you know, I go through the whole thing with her. She's doing tests through the cable box, sending signals. It's not helping. I can see that like the she makes the lights flash. Nothing's happening. I'm getting very frustrated by this. She puts me on hold. It's we go through this whole thing. She said to me this phrase and I almost lost my mind because she goes, well, I'll send a tech to your house. And frankly, the last person they sent, I was uncomfortable. He said some like inappropriate stuff to me in my house. And then he goes, hey, um, give me a Coke or something. I have a headache. And I said, well, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I, don't ha- I don't drink soda. I don't have any. And he got mad at me and like actively griped me out. And he was like, what's the matter with you? Why wouldn't you have that? You don't have any hospitality. You don't have any manners. And I was like, look, if I had a Coke, I would give it to you, man. <laughs> it was just this weird thing, right? So I said, you know, I prefer, could you just, if you just need to switch the box, can you just mail me a new cable box? I really didn't feel good about that last thing, you know. Oh, sure. So she puts me on hold. Anyway, I'm making a long story longer and ridiculous and belabored, but basically they can't do it. So she said, I'm going to schedule a call for you tomorrow morning. So this morning, someone called who still can't help me. And finally he could help me, but he needs to upgrade my service for an extra $50 a month. And I was like, I can't give you that. That's out of my budget. I can't, I can't do that. And so I sat down, I was like, I need, I need a minute. I will call you back. And I sat down and started looking at some numbers here. And I'm like, you know what, if I cancel my cable and just join this century and get a regular flat screen television, what I'm saving in cable, I could buy the TV and you know, like two months, I could pay for the TV. So I think that's what I'm going to do. So I have many, I want to discuss cord cutting the, the, which is what, you know, when you dump your cable, and you move to like internet based stuff and Hulu and Netflix and all that. So there's a lot here. If you have done this, because here's the thing, a survey recent survey says that 60% of Americans have completely ditched cable television. So I say all this recognizing I'm way, way, way behind. But If you have done this, or if you are like, no, I'm staying with cable and here's why, or if you've gone back, I want to talk about this topic because I think it's really interesting. And obviously, I have a personal stake in it at this point. 312-981-7200. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, Curtis, I want to hear what you do if you have cable or if you have also cut the cable cord, all that stuff. Okay, back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth in for the White Sox game. I'm not the White Sox. I'm so sorry to disappoint you. It it has been raining since 
I think the middle of the night in Arizona. I've been watching the weather and I'm like, nah, I think I'm going to be on today. I yeah. think that's what I'm going to do. So happy to be with you. I apologize that I am not the White Sox. I think that every single day. So sorry that I'm not the White Sox. But nonetheless, lots of things to talk about. Right before the break, we started talking about ditching cable. I'm very interested in this. One survey that is almost exactly one year old said 60% of Americans have ditched cable. 12% say they're totally fine. They want to stay on cable. They like it. They don't want anything to change. The rest are kind of in the middle of like, eh, I know I need to do that, but I don't have time or money to deal with it. Or some are like, eh, I know I need to do it, but I hate to make a bunch of change. I have been in that category of like, I know I need to do it, but I don't want to go through buying a new TV and messing with it. That said, I use streaming services. I've used them for years. I just watch them on my computer, right? Or on my phone if I'm going somewhere. Like if I'm on the train, I'll watch something, right? So I really, this is just a matter of like, I'm getting with the program. Also, as I'm sitting here saying this, window washers just lowered behind me and it scared me to death. I'm on the 18th floor of the building and I just turned around and I was like, holy moly, what's happening? There's a person behind me. Hi there. How's it going, guy? All right. So anyway, Curtis, what do you do? Do you have cable or do do you just stream or both? In my apartment complex, the whole building has RCN. See, I'm the same. I My whole building has not RCN. I have a different company and I have to use that company. Yeah. And... uh, I found out because we were talking about Marquee earlier. Yeah. And we've had a few texts coming in, people wondering about what channels. They haven't, from what I understand, struck a deal with Xfinity. But if you have DirecTV, it's on channel 640 or 664. Uh, AT&T U-verse, it'll be on 740 as your standard definition. HG, HD channel will be 1740. Uh, RCN will be on channel 679. Uh, MetroNet will be channel 29 and TV Vision or T-Vision. I want the uh, record to show you're just rattling this off at the top of your head. You just know these things. (laughs) Yeah, so a lot of people sign up for Hulu in anticipation of having Marquee TV. Yes. And they're paying, well, it depends on how much. I think it's 50-ish. I think think it's like an extra $50 or something like that. I don't remember the exact number. So it's not cheap. So... There is a, um, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm at Amy Guth, G-U-T-H on Twitter. I'm going to tweet out links to all the stuff I talk about, but there is a piece that Robert Chanick wrote at the Tribune, uh, talking, he, this is a timestamp of last night, Cubs Marquee TV network launch delayed on Hulu streaming service. So it could be delayed as much as, uh, until the end of March. So that is a thing to think about. Anyway, so we're talking about streaming though, because that's really the broader topic here. What do you do? How do you get your entertainment? Is it a mishmash of both? There's lots of stuff here. I see some calls rolling in. I, I would like the rest of Curtis's story, but he's busy answering calls right now. 312-981-7200. Tell me what you do. If you ditched cable, tell me what made it great. What What is... Um, you know, what What was difficult about it? What would you, what advice do you wish you had when you did it? All those things. These are things I want to know. Somebody on the text line said, told me to just go to a pawn shop and buy a TV that way. Fair point. That's, that's an overlooked, um, an often overlooked revenue, or not revenue source, uh, shopping source, things like that. So we're getting some calls. Let's talk to, let's start with Linda in Aurora. Hi, Linda, you're on WGN. What are you doing about cable or not cable right now? Okay, so I cut the cord about six months ago. Okay. Okay, so it was kind of scary because I am a Bravo Food Network kind of gal. I'm with you completely. Those are my channels too, (laughs) for sure. Yes, yes. So I kind of had like withdrawal. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. But 
I have an antenna on my apartment building. We have an antenna. Mm. So I hooked up to the antenna, and I get amazing channels. It might not be like Bravo, but they're similar. And and after a while, it, it all goes away, and it, you'll be fine. So you didn't replace it with streaming services. You just ditched cable right up. Well, I do have, I am on my daughter's Hulu. Okay. So some shows, some, you know, like I love The, um, the Good Doctor, yeah. you know. So, I mean, you know, I go on Hulu. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. honestly the only reason I, the only thing I like about cable is Food Network and Bravo, Linda. I'm right there with I, you. <laughs> I know. And it's, it's almost like, you know, like, um, like having DTs, you know, it, you're just, I felt like my life was ended. <laughs> right. It was, it was scary, but, but it, but it truly worked out. And here's another thing. When I went to cancel my cable, yes. um, they were like, oh, we hate to see you go. Let's see what we can do for you. You know, they cut my bill in half. Wow. I think they're really hurting because yeah. so many people have ditched cable. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you should have done that you know, six months ago. Right, right. Where were you last year? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Okay, well, thanks for the call, Linda. I appreciate the uh, the vote of confidence. I feel very empowered to do this now. All right, let's go now to Bill. You went off the grid and now you're back. Tell me what you did. Well, no, I'm not really back, but I went to old school like your last caller. Okay. Uh, I... I used to have a satellite uh, dish uh, from a certain company that name I won't mention, but it starts with a D. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of narrows it down to a couple of them. But I I was paying um, about $126 a month for their top 200 channels. And, of course, you can't watch 200 channels (laughs) at a time. But I was basically watching about four or five channels. Uh, when my contract was up, they begged and begged and, and made similar deals like the last caller said. I said no. I returned their equipment, and I went to our local Menards here in Danville. I paid $44 for an outside digital antenna put up on the roof of my house, and I pick up about 28 to 32, 33 channels and uh i'm i love it i all the local channels a lot of you know it mandatory now fcc saying that they all have to have uh provide a, a free pickup for right. people with an antenna and the money that i say is just it it's invigorating yeah. and that and and like what you were saying about liking the Food Network and that, yeah. and that I I totally understand that because I miss like Turner Classic Movies yeah. and History Channel and all that. But you know what? You the money that you save off of the cable or the satellite, just use that for your internet and get it off the internet. A lot of them, like the CW, they have a couple free apps where they stream all the new content, you know, 24 hours after it airs on TV. So yeah, that's true. You you know, if you can't pick it up on the antenna, you can get it on there and that, but I will never, ever go back. Amy, I kid you not. I mean, this is how it was when I was growing up. 
And I remember when cable came in and everything, and it was so neat to have all those Mm -hmm. extra channels. But now it's like, I will never go back. Yeah, that's how I'm starting to feel, too. I'm right there with you. This is making me feel very good. I appreciate the vote of confidence here. I think I know what I need to do. And it sounds like, I mean, the money I'm going to save, like, maybe that's a... I won't need TV because I'll be, I can finally take a vacation or something, right? <laughs> Saving money and getting rid of that cable bill, right? All right. Well, thanks. Yeah, you really add that. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Have a great day. All right. Let's go to Steve. You ditched cable and you went to antenna. Sounds like I'm seeing a trend here. Uh, pretty much just like your last two callers. Um, I get everything I want to see. Um, I, this is going to sound kind of corny, but I am a avid WGN listener. Nice. And I do listen to it pretty much as long as I can. I do watch certain television shows. I love uh, public television. Same, yeah. And I support public television. And my wife gets to watch hers, whatever she wants to watch. You know, I, and it's I don't believe we should have to pay to watch TV. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think that's the revelation I've had. I've been kind yeah. of feeling that in my bones, but I think over the last 24 hours just dealing with really unhelpful customer service folks, I'm like, you know what? What am I doing here? So, I, all right. Well, I appreciate the call, Steve. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Have a good one. You too. All right. Well, I think we're going to have to take a break here in a second, but I want to get to one more caller before we do, because I want to keep this topic rolling. There's a lot of stuff here, a lot of feelings going on here. Let's talk to uh, Marianne. Marianne, what do you use instead of cable? So I used to have Comcast, and I cut the cord about a year ago Okay. and signed up for YouTube TV. Oh, how do you like that? I love it. Um, you can share that uh, with up to, I think, four or five users, and it's $49 a month. Which is way better than cable. <laughs> way better than cable, and there's so much. You can watch it on demand. You can watch it live, and there's just a lot of options. The only channel you don't get is uh, WGS. I know. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, except for one little problem. Right. 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 <laughs> well, maybe right. maybe the powers that be will fix that one of these days and make right. it available to you. Okay. Well, right. that's a good idea. I'm taking notes as everybody's calling here. So that it's very it's very freeing. Yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. That's that's the phase I'm in of my life. I want to free myself of all the things. So this is really good yeah. information. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mary, and have a great okay. day. All right. Bye bye. All right. Well, we need to take a little break. But when we come back, I want to keep this topic rolling because I'm really fascinated to hear how people have cut the cord with cable, what they've done instead. But if you're keeping cable and you love it, I want to hear from you, too. Tell me why. Because according to data, more than 60 percent of Americans have broken up with cable. They have divorced themselves from cable. So let's talk all about it. 312-981-7200. Back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth, not the White Sox game. I'm so sorry I'm not the White Sox, but I will do my best to make up for that. We've been talking about severing your ties with your cable company. This is a really interesting topic. It is one I'm feeling some personal feelings about because I had quite a showdown with my cable company last night and again this morning. Because look, you know, you pay them and you want to be at least treated like a decent human being. Like they... I don't even know what was happening. I've really, tr- I've worked in customer service before, so I know it's a very hard job. People call you, they're mad. So I'm trying to be nice, but you're like, holy moly, you're not even trying. One person, Curtis, said to me, 
uh, I said, here's the issue, you know, and she said, oh, I'll send a tech. And I told her why I didn't want a tech to come. I said, can you just mail me the new box? I'm, I'm thinking of dumping cable anyway. And, and she said, okay. <laughs> Okay, I, I apologize that that you know I'm I'm sorry for what that I'm sorry that that happened, and apology accepted. I'm like, wait, what? I'm not I, I'm not apologizing to you. I'm here to complain. That is so confusing. <laughs> it's so confusing. I I mean, I was just like, what? You have to like look at your phone. Wait, wh- you're accepting my apology. Wait, what? Like it was so stunningly wah. So anyway, I want to talk to you. If you have broken up with cable, let's hear about it. What'd you do? What are you glad you did if you had to like kind of start and then kind of shift and go down another path? I want to hear all about it. I'm taking notes. I, I want to know all the things you've done. Or if you're like, mm, I tried it. I, I went back to cable. I especially want to hear from you. 312-981-7200. Okay, Randy has been waiting very patiently. Hi, Randy. You're on WGN. How are you feeling about cable right now? <laughs> Not very good. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've tried to cut the cord with Comcast in Rockford for quite a while, and uh, every time they're very uncooperative. It, it, the latest, we, we wanted to go to streaming. Uh, we added up the costs for adding streaming services and thought it would be very worthwhile, but went to Comcast and said we want to drop our package that has our old landline, our Internet, and our cable, and we, all we want is Internet. And they were promoting $20 a month for Internet service for for signing on. And uh, unfortunately, they told us, they said, well, since you're a current uh, user, uh, if you want to go back to that, it'll cost you $80 a month for your Internet. And uh, we went round and round with them. And, you know, we're still trying to figure out what to do because they're they're not helping. They're not really offering much of a discount. It's like, well, we'll give you six months of of, uh, showtime or something, you know. And it's like, this is not helpful. And I don't understand you know, like I told them before, you, you're you not a, a very good service when you treat newer customers better than people who have been with you for 15 or 20 years. Yeah, that's exactly and right. That's right. They just, just aren't getting it. And I said, I'm paying for how many hundred stations that I'll never watch or never use. And mm-hmm. uh, why can't you come up with packages like satellite does? Yeah, that's right. See, you know what? I'm glad to hear from you because I was having that thought, like, I'm going to call them back and cancel because I have... Uh, you know, internet and cable bundled, and I was looking at my yeah. bill, trying to figure out how much it would be. Once I, and I have this gut feeling that when I make that call, they're going to be very difficult to deal with. I just have that yeah. feeling in my gut. So, all right, Randy, yeah. you've helped me. Don't, I'm be, have so, to, don't be surprised. Though. Yeah, right. I'm an, I will be prepared because of you, Randy. Thank you so much. Well, good all luck. Right. I appreciate all the call. Thanks. All right. All right. Well, let's go to Dave now. Dave, what are you doing about cable? Well, uh, here's my story. I had Dish Network for like 18 years. Okay. And my bill was always consistent. And all of a sudden, they started trying to jack it up and jack it, you know. And I'd call them and say, hey, I can't do that. And they'd be like, okay, okay. Well, the last two years, maybe, they wouldn't wiggle. And they kept raising my rates. And I finally said, I can't do this no more. I got to cancel. So I canceled them. Mediacom, you know, their stuff comes in the mail all the time. You know, you always get these advertisements. So they, they promised me a two-year contract at a certain price. I thought, okay, I'm going to do that. The bill never came in the same price, always higher, always different every month. So within three months, I called them up, and I said, I said this, is, this is dumb. I'm not doing this. The lady turned off my TV before I even hung up the phone with her. What? 
Yeah, they don't take no grief. I'm like, okay, fine. So I went to Menards and bought an antenna. Now, I live exactly 100 miles from Chicago and 100 miles from Pontiac, where the two towers are. So it's tougher for me to get a signal. Okay. But I bought a preamplifier and a splitter, and I'm telling you, on on good days, I get everything I need. Okay. About how much did that cost you at Menards? Um, well, I had rebate cards, so it cost me four four dollars and ninety five cents. But Whoa, nice. it was about it was about a fifty dollar antenna. Okay, but you know that's a fifty dollars well spent to save you a lot of headache with that company. I was spending between because with MediaCom you had to have phone, internet, and TV. It was like two hundred dollars. Oh no! So I cut it all out. I have no internet, no phone. You know, I have a phone through somebody else. Sure. But I'm saving I'm saving 150 bucks a month easily, and I'm laughing all the way to the bank. Yep, that's right. I, but, I'm telling you, and I went through withdrawals because yeah. I watched CNBC, the business channel, religiously. Mm-hmm. And I went through withdrawals, yeah. but I got over it. Yeah. And now it's like, wow, man, you, you turn on your TV and you get 16 channels of stuff. Pick something. There's some good <laughs> stuff on. You just got to look for it. That's right. And I only watch TV for four hours a day anyway. That's right. See, that's the thing. I only watch it at night when I get home, and then I'm tired and I want right. to go to bed. <laughs> that's right. Right. And you know what? If there's nothing good on, you turn on WGN Radio. That's exactly right. That's what I always say. <laughs> and if the weather's bad and the antenna doesn't kick in, you turn on the radio. Yeah. Or, or uh, God forbid, read a book. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's that, So, too. there you go. That's okay. my story. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. Thanks, Dave. All right. Well, I, I, I believe people have spoken, and I know I know my, my task ahead, Curtis. Yeah, I would think so, too. Lots of texts coming and saying, like, the same thing. 219, I've not had cable for 30 years, got an antenna on the roof, get huge number of channels, also have a DVD player, and get movies and shows from my library. My 15-plus-year-old TV and I are very happy. <laughs> nice. Uh, Bobby saying, uh, hi, when I'll, the analog TV signals went dead and became digital, yeah. I recycled my 10- to 12-inch TV. Haven't had a TV set since. No regrets. I love that. Uh, we haven't had cable in over 10 years from the 815. The library system in Illinois is great. Any movies or television shows that are available on DVD are available there. I love I love getting stuff from the library like that. People think of just books, but you can get... There are so many resources at the library. Absolutely. Um, but the streaming stuff, too, like Hulu and yeah. Netflix, I, I know that's all becoming popular. I have Hulu, okay. so I, I know I can not only see Cubs games and stuff on Hulu, but mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. go ahead and watch other shows and stuff like that, too. Um, but also, too, I think like just in general, the the basic package that you get yeah. doesn't have a lot of entertainment. That's, the thing. that's what I've got. I've just got the most basic cable, Yeah, and it's like, sometimes I'm like, this is all garbage. Why am I paying so much for nothing yeah. nothing i have nothing and it goes out all the time i feel like i'm always calling them and anyway well so i mean here's what here was the issue that i was having right so so as my you know my my cable went out and they said oh well maybe you haven't paid, paid your bill i said well it's on an auto charge because it's the same thing every month so that's not it so they checked and said oh indeed your your bill has been paid you're fine they said oh your cable box is is obsolete now. It's it just you know um, phased out. It's too old, so you have to get a new one. I said, oh well, you you know would have been nice if you told me that. Okay, um, can you just send me that? And once we got that all worked out, if I go pick it up, they will give me one for whatever you know. I, I pay a, a part of my monthly bill is I guess it's a rental fee for that 
cable box. It's like eight, eight or nine dollars a month. So they would then charge me twelve dollars a month. So there'd be a couple dollars extra added. If I if I had it sent to my home, I said, oh, it's it's not really handy for me. I don't have a car. I'm kind of public transportation. The the pickup place is kind of not on a train route. And it's kind of yeah. in a sketchy area. So is there any way you could ship it to me? Sure. And he said, you just need to approve this, you know, the proposal for that. And it was, if they ship it to me, it was an extra $20 per month for, okay, let's think about that. They will, they will, add, I'm already paying nine bucks a month just to rent the box. The new box I need, because mine is not good, 12 bucks a month. But if they ship it to me, instead of just like, okay, and that'll be $5 shipping or $10 or whatever, $20 per month. Tell me how much sense that makes. You're you're renting a box we shipped to you. Therefore, we're going to charge you an extra $20. And I just feel like it's the only company I can use because that's what's in my building. So I can't change. And I'm stuck. So I'm like, you know what? I don't want it. Yeah. It's time. And really, truly, I sat down and did the math this morning because I try to be very price conscious in everything that I do. And and so I was like, you know what? If I cancel cable, and it, as, as Randy said, you know, it, it's hard to kind of, dis- it's hard to, because you bundle it all. So I'm kind of having trouble telling exactly how much I'll save. But I think this is a conservative estimate. I could, if I just have internet, I would, the TV would pay for itself in two months. Yeah. That's what I think. If not two, three, either way, it wouldn't be a year of, you know, of paying that monthly bill. So I'm like, you know what? I just need to just get off my duff, go get a new television. I don't need a giant one, just a regular, modest, normal. So, okay, but you started telling me, Curtis, what you're doing. You have RCN in your building. Yeah, so RCN's in in my building, and to be honest, I don't watch a lot of TV either, but I I have the TV because, one, I I play video games, so I have my game systems connected to the TV. But But also, you're a sports guy. Yeah, but also, I mean, so I can watch the Blackhawks, and I can watch the Bulls and and the White Sox, and um, but I know the Cubs will be on RCN, so That's I have right. that option. But I also have Hulu, Hulu. as an option, too. Um, but I know that the streaming services also appealed to a lot of students, like the Hulu package that I had, because um, I've had Hulu for probably three years now. Okay. I had it when I was still in school. I see. And they had a, a package where you had Hulu and Spotify Premium, and you just had to you had log in as a student, and oh. you got them both for five bucks a month. Whoa, that's a great deal. Yeah. Because Spotify premiums like ten, eleven dollars a month. Ten, eleven dollars a month, yeah. yeah. And so they have that deal going on. You just had to list out your school interesting. What, what grade you were in, okay. major, all that sort yeah. of stuff. And that and then you were then you got it. And then how um, long and then immediately upon graduating you you shift to a different price or do you get a grace period? Um, I may have used the grace period up until its full <laughs> potential. Until they reminded you yeah, you were out that, of school. <laughs> right, that you may not be a student anymore. And then I was like, all right, well, now I'm going to have to pay the full yeah. 10 bucks, which at that point was fine because I was working here job. Yeah. and everything was going great. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I do use Hulu and like Disney Plus and Netflix and stuff to watch shows. Yeah. Every once in a while, if I want to watch you know, a live sports game or watch, uh, you know, like a comedy special or something yeah. I'll, I'll flip on, but I don't use probably 95% of the channels that yeah. RCN offers as that basic package. In That's my right. Building. That's right. I mean, there's so many cool things that are only available on like Amazon or Netflix that honestly, a lot of times if I'm going to watch a movie or something, I'll just watch it like on a laptop or, you know, I have like a desktop computer in my bedroom and I'll just get in the bed and watch it there. Right. I'll just, dial up amazon and just blah 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 you know, yeah because i have amazon prime so i'll just watch the prime video i'll just do that 
Yeah. And that's fine. And that's easy. And that's all, all good. But interesting. Any other texts coming in we should look at? Uh, lots of texts. Oh, okay. Hard let's to go. keep up. Bought <laughs> rabbit ears during Black Friday. Uh, free after rebate. Have not had cable for over five years. Also utilize the library. They have box sets of popular shows. That's from the 630. I just want to say, we have got some savvy shoppers listening. Yes. Right? We have using Menards gift cards and rebates. And we've got like, I just went and bought an antenna and I did this. I'm really impressed with the savvy shopping happening here from this, <laughs> from the listeners. Good job, everybody. 847 saying, I have never had cable. I use an antenna with a newer TV and I get the major stations plus substations for free. Okay. Went through a withdrawal when pro football or sports yeah. started putting games on cable. Yeah. Now no more withdrawal symptoms from pro sports that are not broadcasted for free. I pay a total of $60 per month for AT&T Internet, which includes the 10 monthly equipment uh, rental. Mm-hmm. With Antenna TV, there are so many substations, cooking, home improvement, etc., in all four major traditional stations, including WGN. I will splurge a few months a year for Netflix um, for approximately about nine per month and use a gift card for payment that way, I don't have to worry about my credit card forever being charged. That's a really smart move right there. Mm-hmm. That's a good money move. We're going to talk about some smart money advice and moves a little bit later in the 4 o'clock hour. So file that one away. That's a smart and use a gift card so you don't get that auto debit. Yes, exactly. And another texter asking that you asking if you reported that creepy technician to the company. I did. I did. Actually, it happened twice, to tell you the truth. So that guy, I was so angry at him. But the, I had not let a tech in my house in years because longtime listeners might recall that I used to have a cat, rest his soul. When I had that cat, I had this company out to the it was something about the wiring was not good and they needed to they like sent me a notice saying hey the wiring in your building all of your you know all the units need to be redone so me and my neighbors all had this tech out on the same day and we worked it out my cat because cats are curious was like looking and i said hey kitty come on you know i pulled the cat away from him he goes oh i don't mind animals don't bother me you just play with them and then so i said okay well as long as you're not allergic or anything as long as he doesn't get in your way or get hurt or anything the cat kind of crawled up and he shoved him really hard like through basically like put his hand on my cat's face and shoved him i was so angry about that i was so and i i was livid and that is when this company first got a presence on twitter and i was like i am not gonna wait but i also don't this man is in my house so i was sending them direct messages on twitter i was like help me this man has just pushed I, i mean i grabbed my cat and put in my bedroom i was like Oh, nobody's touching my cat. No, no. And I was like, hey, what are you, you know, I admonished him. You know, I said, like, don't do that. That's my cat. But I was like reporting him. They're like, hey, he should have a number on this, on the tool belt. Like, what is that number? What, you know, I said, don't you know who's in whose house? Don't you? Like, I don't, Yeah. you know. Anyway, I got that reported. And that was years ago. I mean, my poor cat died in 2014. So it's been a while. So that was at least I don't know, 2009, I had not had any tech in my house. And then this last guy getting angry at me about the, the having a Coke in the house. I was like, dude, I don't have a soda. I don't want to tell you. I can't afford it because I pay for cable. <laughs> right? So, and, uh, yes, but to answer that texter's question, absolutely, I reported that guy. I was like, this is totally inappropriate. So there's that. Well, there's a lot of stuff here. We have just gone long on this topic, but more here because I've got some more data for you. We've been talking all about 
Breaking Up With Cable, 312-981-7200. Text or call if you've got something to add to that conversation. And thank you to everybody who has called and sent a text. It is all great, great information. And of course, very good to hear from everybody. Back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. Your heart. You'd never think to purposely stop it from pumping. I'm Tara. And when my team at Northwestern Medicine discovered a deadly malformation in my brain, my cardiologist and neurosurgeon said the only way to treat it was by stopping my heart. And that's exactly what they did. Twelve times. Anchored by Northwestern Memorial Hospital, ranked fifth in the nation for neurosurgery by U.S. News and World Report, Tara's unique condition required a unique team, collaborating like never before. Her team temporarily stopped Tara's blood flow, allowing the catheter to more easily travel through her veins to reach and obliterate the brain malformation. Stopping my heart saved my life. You don't hear that every day. Because what makes us better makes you better. Northwestern Medicine. Learn more at nm.org slash better. That old car is worth money. Visit VictoryAutoRecords.com for an instant quote. Victory will tow no matter what condition your car's in. Victory buys vehicles every day, including nights and weekends, and you'll get cash on the spot. Go to VictoryAutoRecords.com for more information or save money by fixing up your car with used parts. Go to VictoryAutoRecords.com to search their inventory. VictoryAutoRecords.com VictoryAutoRecords.com Every show has its star. At this year's auto show, the biggest star of them all is the 2020 Porsche Cayenne. With all-wheel drive, seating for five, and a turbocharged engine offering greater power and torque, the Porsche Cayenne quickly steals the spotlight. See the Cayenne for yourself and get special auto show savings at the Porsche Exchange of Highland Park, Chicagoland's only premier Porsche dealer. View the entire inventory at 4Porsche.com, the number 4Porsche.com. 720 WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth. Not the White Sox game. I'm super sorry. Real lousy weather in Arizona. So uh, White Sox angels have, uh, there was first a little bit of a delay, then straight looking like they'd come in later. No, they straight up canceled that. Looks real soggy on that field. Do we know for sure about the Cubs yet? Looks like they're still scheduled for later. Yeah, so far they're still scheduled for 7-10 tonight. Okay. But uh, the forecast out in Arizona has been calling for rain pretty much until the evening hours. Yeah. So. It's kind of up in the air. There's a few other games, too, that are also up in the air out in Arizona. All the Florida games are playing fine, though. Right, which has nothing to do with us. Yeah, nothing (laughs) to do with us, but they're they're all getting in. Yeah, that's right. uh, Yeah, I was looking at that Arizona... that Arizona um, weather, weather radar this morning, and I was like, this is not looking good. Yeah, but I know there's probably about uh, at least a dozen or so other spring training games in Arizona yeah. that have also been canceled today. So, so. equal opportunity uh, rainstorm on that one. So, uh, yeah, indeed. Well, I'm glad to be here with you. Um, so, we've been talking about cable TV. Y'all got some feelings about cable, and I am feeling very validated by this. I mean, so as I said earlier, Last year, there was a survey that said over 60% of Americans have broken up with cable. Whether that means, forget it, I don't need this. I'm going to save the money and just buy an antenna. I love the people that called and said, I went to Menards and spent a couple of bucks, bought an antenna. The end, thanks, bye. I don't miss it. I love that because that's like, I love that sounds very freeing. Like, I don't need to be paying that bill. I'm going to save that money. I love that. I love people that are like, you know what? It took a little getting used to, and now I'm streaming stuff. I like it. 
interestingly, you know, in looking up this topic and looking for data around it, a, uh, a lot of cable companies are struggling because, I mean, 60% of people, that's a lot, and it's only climbing. 2020 is predicted to be a banner cord-cutting year. So who knows what that number will look like in a few months, right? Um, and a lot there's kind of two things driving that. One is price. People recognize, what in the heck am I paying all this money for when I could be, which is the other driving factor, watching this stuff, there's all this exclusive content on some of these other streaming channels, like Hulu, we were talking about marquee TV, we've been talking about some special um, TV shows and series and movies and stuff like that, that are only on like Amazon and Netflix and things like that. So there's a lot of factors. So I mean, if I was a cable company, I'd be quite worried about, <laughs> well, I might be looking for another job at this point, to tell you the truth. So uh, y'all got a lot of feelings. And I've appreciated hearing from you, because I think I'm going to do this. But I, I looked this up, like how to do the cord cutting really well. The first thing they said, because I was ready to call them back and be like, you may cancel my service, I am done. But, but uh, I started Googling this first, doing my research. And every source was like, get your stuff first. Get everything together first so you know exactly what internet you need to ask for because they're going to possibly give you a little bit of grief. That caller, Randy, validated that concern, right? The people, the, that the company might give me some grief because it's all bundled. So they, obviously, they're losing customers. They should want the business. So they might try to reduce the price or they might try to make it very difficult to get out of that. We shall see. But I think this is a really interesting topic. I have been so delighted to hear from so many of you. And I know there's some other texts and right now some other callers coming in. 312-981-7200. We've got a little bit of time left in this hour. We can always come back to this topic. I feel like there's a lot of stuff here. I feel like I've kind of poked at a a bee's nest a little bit. There's a lot of stuff here. Um, Coming up in the three o'clock hour, though, we have a guest that's going to join us by phone for something totally unrelated to cable. We're going to be talking a little bit about healthcare and how uh, employers can have a little conversation in that. So that's a that's another topic there. But we're going to take a couple more calls, it looks like. But I think this is pretty interesting. I love the antenna idea. I love the idea of just like going over to the... I think both callers that, said, that did that, they both said Menards. They went to Menards. They bought an antenna. One person even used like rebates and got it for four bucks. That's amazing. That's a shopping bargain win if I ever heard one. Get that antenna. Do that. So maybe I don't even need... Because look, my TV's so old and so bad. It's not HD. It's the first generation of a flat screen. So it's old, old. And I just, I'm that person that will like buy a car and drive it into the ground. Because um, I just think people buy too much stuff. So I might, maybe I just, maybe I don't need a new TV that can handle more services. Maybe I just need to buy an antenna for the one I got. We'll see. We shall see. So we're still. Curtis is chatting away with some callers. There's some stuff coming. I'm excited about what's about to happen. <laughs> but here in a minute, we're going to we're gonna hear from some other folks about this. But um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. So um, back to the survey that I was kind of referencing earlier, because of like all this content that's on Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and stuff like that, right? Netflix spent... 13 billion with a B on content in 2018, meaning to acquire content that was exclusively theirs. Amazon shelled out 5 billion and Hulu gives its subscribe gives its subscribers access to about 30 billion worth of original and li- and licensed content. That's big stuff. That's not looking at Disney Plus and Apple TV and like all that stuff. That's a whole lot. Now, Apple's kind of its own its whole own topic, right? Because they got into the streaming game, they got into TV, kind of with a thud. It wasn't really like the, 
ta-da, that everybody sort of thought it would be, right? I've talked about this on the air before, that people had a little bit higher hopes and some of their original content got some not great ratings, um, but nonetheless, you know, but for Apple, that's kind of, that's doing something completely out of their wheelhouse, right? Apple's making electronics and and primarily driven by the iPhone. Here, they're like, okay, we're going to go totally different and get into content. That's a different realm for them. So, um yeah, so we we shall see. Curtis, do you have um, of all the streaming services you mentioned Hulu? Yep. What are the other ones that you, do you and you said? I think you said Disney. Disney, Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah. There's um, a lot. I mean, just that's those they, two in when, general. When people say Disney Plus, people I think at first were like Disney. Why well, don't need Disney? I don't have kids. No, 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 they no. Have no. A ton of stuff on there. Disney owns everything. Yeah. Disney's got it all. Well, There's and I, a I'm a big Marvel fan, so I like I going back say, and watching the, like, the yeah. Iron Man series, yeah. Captain America. Totally. All that stuff, and even like the, the Avengers movies, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, of course, they have like the classic Disney stuff. I mean, they have like The Simpsons. They have National yeah. Geographic. I mean, there's a ton of stuff on there that you can easily get access to and, and take advantage of. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What is the show you're binge-watching right now? Um, <laughs> South Park, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I did not expect that answer I, from you. I, I you like seem South like Park. such a wholesome person to me, Curtis. Yeah, there's a and lot of things that people is don't know. Not, <laughs> <laughs> that is not a wholesome show. I mean, I say that, be- yeah. and I know that because I am a South Park watcher. I, I like South Park because of the way that they attack kind of like current events, and especially when their se- when their seasons are new, they kind of like they they made fun of Disney Plus like right when it came out, <laughs> right. and which was which I thought was very entertaining. But they also tack on like a bunch of other issues, which is just in general very funny um and they're the, like equal opportunity about it yeah nobody has escaped ridicule yeah on, exactly on south park everybody has been made fun of on yeah show. everybody's made and every made group fun has of. pretty equally been made yeah. fun of um but besides that uh i don't really watch a lot of other tv besides like a, a few stuff like south park or um the simpsons or mm-hmm. I'll, I'll watch like a marvel movie or something yeah. like that but um usually because Part of my job here at the station is working in sports with the Sox and sure. the Blackhawks. Those are the two teams that I, I mainly help with around here. So I watch a lot of those games when it becomes available. Or I'll hop on and I'll I'll play a little PlayStation or, or whatever to yeah. kind of pass the time to. But I don't That's usually good. watch a lot of uh, regular cable TV. Or I'll watch another out-of-market sports yeah. game if it interests me. So the TV that you have, what is mm. your setup? Do you have an antenna on it? No. It's no. it's all through a cable it, box. Through, a, the whole building has RCN. So it's all oh, okay. through. Okay. So it's all through cable it's box. It's all through cable box. Yeah. Got it. Is it. And is it smart TV or do you watch streaming on a laptop? Um, I can watch Hulu on the laptop. I have Disney Plus uh, through my PlayStation, which connects onto my oh, big screen TV. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I know Netflix is like the same thing. There was a, a lady that was saying, how do you get you know, your smart TV to play like those apps and everything like that, um, or how to like play like Netflix or whatever on your smart TV. They're all like apps on your smart TV mm-hmm. that you just have to access. I know for like me, my PlayStation, I can subscribe to it on my PlayStation. And then wherever I take my PlayStation and move it to, it's saved on the system. Yeah. So when I log in, I could take it to like my parents' house back home and still access all the shows and streaming stuff there. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that makes sense. So it's it's saved onto my my system. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I need to then I need to talk to people next about like what is the media streaming device? Like do you have a Roku or yeah. a do you do this through PlayStation or whatever? You know, the other I was looking at um there's a lot if you google how to cut the cord cable, there's a ton of guides out there that are really interesting. And one thing that a couple of them said that I thought was really useful is like you can still find basically everything. It's just in a different way. 
Yeah. If rather than looking for shows, like now if you have cable, you're going to pick up your remote, you're going to scroll. Okay, it's seven o'clock. What's on right now? Do, 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 do. You're going to scroll through. Oh, there's my show. Or you're going to, oh, it's time for the show I like. Scroll, 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 find it, go. It's more that you'll find, you'll look for the channel, right? You're either going to look more specifically for the show yeah. through its original, like through Netflix, or you will look look more specifically like here's the um you know comcast sports thing right yeah. you'll go more to that source so their point was you it, it's not better or worse it's just you're gonna you have to it's like a different um workflow you have yeah. to kind of get used to who knows i really <laughs> want to make my tv last until it just falls apart it's getting darn close it's like a car that's exactly i am yeah. that person like i i had a car that i once had the bumper held on with duct tape like, I, I really drove that car until it literally set on fire. That car set on fire. Anyway, holy moly, it's time to take a break, Curtis. We got to go because we got things to do in the three o'clock hour, especially talking about healthcare. There's a lot of stuff here. I can't wait to get into it. We've got a guest joining us by phone. It's going to be good. All right. Back in just a bit. 720 WGN. WGN. Hi there, it's Amy Guth. I'm not the White Sox. I'm sorry. Um, Happy to be with you, though. It is raining cats and dogs in Arizona, so the White Sox and many other games have been canceled, postponed, etc. Still not sure. We don't have any confirmation on what the story is with the Cubs game. They're scheduled to be 7-10. Is that right, Curtis? 7-10. He's nodding. Yes. All right. So we will keep you updated on that as we know. But right now... We are joined by a very special guest by phone. That is Al Lewis, who is the co-founder and CEO of Quizify. He's also an author whose bestseller on outcomes measurement called Why Nobody Believes the Numbers was once named Healthcare Book of the Year in Forbes. Al, welcome to the program. Thanks for being with us today. Well, thank you very much for having me on. Oh, I appreciate you taking the time to stop by on a Saturday and talk it through with us. Well, start. let's start by uh, talking a bit about your company and what it is that you do. Well, Quizify it, it educates employees on how to access the healthcare system, and we do it using what we call Jeopardy meets Health Education meets Comedy Central, okay. a, a quiz competition. And you kind of play the game, and as you're playing the game, you learn stuff you didn't know about healthcare. Sounds good to me. So there was a recent New York Times article that you were quoted in, and it was talking about surprise bills, which is, I know that is like an important conversation and a, and a big topic. People have a lot of feelings about that topic because you go to the doctor and you're like, what, $200 for an Advil? I could have gotten that out of my purse. But that's only kind of the tiniest little example of that. That can be huge, huge ramifications. Tell me about that topic. Well, it's exactly what you said. Uh, you go and you think you're going to someplace that's in-network, but what you don't realize is that the so-called ologists that are um, contracted by that in-network facility are often out of network uh, and can bill you essentially whatever they want. And you go home and you find that you, you, you got stitches in an ER, but they called the plastic surgeon, and the plastic surgeon wasn't in-network. So instead of paying $100, you're paying $10,000. 
And and it's one of those things that I think we feel like, well, I needed the care. I don't really I didn't really have a choice. But this article in The New York Times, which for those of you who follow me on Twitter, I will tweet it out after the program so you can read it for yourself. It's really thought provoking, really interesting. This article kind of says otherwise that there maybe you do have a little more power than you think in these situations. You have much more power than you think provided that it's an emergency. So if you go to an emergency room, have an emergency admission, emergency uh, labor and delivery, uh, there is a federal law, an obscure federal law, that protects you if you say to them, I'm not going to pay whatever you want me to pay. I am willing to pay this rate, and you have to treat me. What has been the reaction that you've seen so far to that New York Times piece? Has this kind of uh, kicked up some conversation that you've seen? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I would like to say the phone's ringing off the hook, but nobody actually calls anymore. The right. emails are ringing off the hook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our postings on LinkedIn, the downloads, we actually have the specific language that you should write in if you go to an emergency room. We have it right on our website, and you can download it free. What, what, is, that, what is the gist of that language? Uh, well, actually, not even the gist. I can give you the actual language. Oh, it's, even better. I... I consent to appropriate treatment, which means they can't, like, bill you for a pregnancy test if you're 60 years old, kind of, or if you're male. You know? Okay, right. I consent to appropriate treatment and including applicable insurance payments to be responsible for reasonable charges up to two times the Medicare rate. Now, Medicare pays a very low rate to these places, and you're saying you're willing to pay twice that number, which is still going to be a very reasonable rate. They'll make a little bit of money, but you'll be protected from surprise medical bills. I feel like a lot of people should know that, but also if that is a right we have, how is that not just a standard? How is that not part of the standard language when you go into a hospital? Well, because they they can charge you whatever they, they want, provided you sign the consent. And they put the consent typically on an iPad now, so it's very easy just to sign it. What you have to say is you have to say print it out and you scratch out the financial piece and you write in that language instead. In fact, you can actually drop this language right into your iPhone, into your Apple wallet. So you'll have it anytime you have an emergency. I mean, assuming you have your wallet, Apple wallet, Apple iPhone, anytime you have an emergency. That's very good advice because the next thing I was going to say was, but now you got to remember that in an emergency when you're already kind of, you know, discombobulated. But if you've got it there on your phone, go, okay, I need to remember to do this. It will save me a lot of grief and heartache, potentially bankruptcy. I mean, people have unbelievable stories connected to medical bills that could save a lot of grief later. It, it can save a lot of grief later. Not, not only do you have it on your, will you have it in your Apple wallet, but if you go to this site and you can tweet out well, I'll send you the exact, uh, you know, URL to tweet out. If you go to the site, you can also download it in a, a one-page format that actually you can cut into eight little consent pieces of paper, and you can put them on your, your bicycle, on your motorcycle, and your glove compartment, essentially any place you think you're going to have an emergency. Uh, you just take it out, and you actually can sign it and give it to them, and there's not a darn thing they can do about it. Now, here's what they can do about it. They can say, you know, we're not, we have to treat you by law. This is an emergency. Uh, and we have to treat you exactly the same way we treat anybody else, but we're not going to sign that. And you say, fine, I'm not signing yours either, but I consent to treatment. Then what happens is they can theoretically send you a big bill 
you could go to small claims court or regular court or wherever when they sue you, and you could say, look, I offered to pay two times Medicare. And the judge will say, wow, two times Medicare, but they wanted to charge you $100,000. I'm going to rule in favor of you. That's never going to happen because wiser heads at the hospital will prevail, and they'll say, whoa, if we go to court and we lose this one case, Every single per- it will be in the newspaper, and every single person will come in here and want that exact consent. Indeed, right, and nobody nobody wants that to happen. <laughs> right? Uh, well, not at the hospital. Not right? at the hospitals, yeah. anyway. Right, right. Certainly yeah. not. Yeah. Very interesting. Very thought provoking stuff here. We're going to take a break, but I have many more questions for you, Al. So I hope you don't mind sticking with us a little bit longer. We're talking with Al Lewis, co-founder and CEO of Quizify. I'm going to tweet out links to this after the program, so you can check out this site and find that language he's talking about. Because now I think everyone should carry it. I feel like I'm going to hand it out to people. That's that sounds very very important to have with you at all times. All right, back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth in with you till five o'clock. Thanks so much for being with us. We've been talking with Al Lewis, who is co-founder and CEO of Quizify. If you follow me on Twitter, I will tweet out a link to this after the program, because this is really, really interesting. There's a lot of consternation in the world, and I'm with you completely on the cost of healthcare. It is, you know, kind of cringy when you're like, oh, I hate to go to the doctor and spend the money if you don't absolutely need to, if you don't absolutely have to, right? Uh, but in an emergency, you kind of have to go to the hospital, right? It's a thing. So what do you do? You feel like you're kind of at the mercy of like, well, my gosh, this is going to cost a fortune. I hope I am in the right network. I hope that my insurance bill doesn't clobber me. I hope this doesn't you know, throw us into bankruptcy. You know, there are a lot of these are real things that can happen. Well, Quizify has some answers for you. This is really interesting conversation. I've really been enjoying talking with you about this, Al. So we were talking about this language you can use in that situation when you sign consent forms, simply crossing something off. Someone texted in from the 847 area code. I thought this was a really smart idea of cutting that language out and taping it to the back of your insurance card. That's a very smart idea, I thought. Good one, 847. Good call on that. Well, actually, 847 is uh, I actually have done that. And what I will do, Amy, is I will actually send you a copy of my insurance card with a clear, it'll have a little clear thing on it that we got printed up by Avery that we stuck onto the card. So, oh. yes, 847, eight, you're, you're spot on. That's a good idea. Yeah, you could print it off on a little uh, on a little sticker. There you go. So smart. So smart. Okay. So really what we're talking about is healthcare literacy, right? And really kind of thinking of the rights you have, the things you can do. What are some other things that your company is helping to educate people about? Well, actually, a lot of companies, to be honest, are uh, diseducating people. And in fact, in preparation for this interview, uh, I went on to the uh, what the people, the employees of the city of Chicago uh, complete. It's called a real age, um, you know, something or other, realage.com. And I filled it out and there was a, and they gave me advice. And a lot of the advice was just plain and simply incorrect. I mean, in the opposite of what you should do, it was, it was horrifying. And this, and I can give you a few examples. Uh, they told me to take a daily baby aspirin, uh, but I'm low risk for heart attack. And if you're low risk for heart attack, it's, it's the literature, the, the research is overwhelming that your risk of a baby aspirin is much greater than the benefit. Because if you're in a in an accident, you know, you sometimes you see uh, in, uh, like you're watching one of those, you know, uh, hospital TV shows and somebody says, he's a bleeder. Oh, yeah. you know? Well, that's it's a blood thinner. Right. 
Yeah, it's a blood thinner, right? So, so uh, your your risk of bleeding out or or having a small uh, bruise become a big one is vastly greater if you take the advice that City of Chicago employees uh, were given. And there were a couple other things like that as well. So, uh, I urge employees of a large large organizations to take all of this wellness nonsense that they give you with a grain of salt. Hmm. Uh, ironically, salt really isn't so bad for most people. <laughs> now, I'll tell you. Um, but let me give you some specific examples of things that you should know. Yeah, uh, So if you go to, to quizify.com, you can play like four sample questions, and I'm going to, spoiler alert, I'm going to give you the answers here. Uh, one of the things, one of the, the classics is granola bars. Uh, there are people, many, many people think they're healthy. Uh, what they, they do two things to disguise the amount of sugar they have in them. They're basically candy bars. And yet, in many break rooms, they have them, you know, available for employees free because somebody has decided that they're healthy. Well, there's two things they do. Uh, one is they, instead of listing sugar as the first ingredient, they, if you'll pardon the pun, they sprinkle different kinds of sugars uh, into deep in the ingredients label where you don't see them. So you read the first ingredient, it looks healthy. The other thing they do, and I'll name names, um, it's actually a company in the Chicago area, Cliff Bar. So the first ingredient in a Cliff Bar is uh, it's organic brown rice syrup. Well, you know, you read that and say, cool, organic, cool, brown rice, that's great. No. Anytime something says syrup on it, it's sugar. Right. So that would be example number one. Example number two, uh, and this is this is one of these things of why didn't anybody tell me this? You you get a cavity, particularly a small cavity or a kid's cavity or something like that, and the dentist will tell you, oh, uh, well, we're going to have to drill this and fill it, and you know it'll cost I don't know hundred hundred twenty five dollars. What they don't tell you is that there is a legitimate, effective. FDA-approved treatment used all over the world called silver diamine fluoride, or SDF, that all you do is, is essentially paint it onto a cavity, and it ends the cavity. The cavity stops growing, it freezes it into place, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. And it works two-thirds of the time, and it costs 25 to $30 of treatment with no needles, no drilling, no pain, and essentially no time involved. So why? So if that's used widely, why isn't that used more? Well, if it's used widely, why isn't it used more wisely? More widely? Do you know uh, what I mean? Uh, well, it is used. It, it is, like if you went to Japan and you had a cavity and you said, "I guess I have to get a drill." They, I mean, even if you said it in Japanese, they knew what you're saying. They look at you very funny. Mm. You know, why? Why would you want to do that? Let's do SDF. So outside but the U.S., because, it's used widely. Used very widely in the U.S. Yeah. because the reimbursement is set so low. They don't. The dentists don't have an incentive to recommend that. Now, ha- having said that, about one out of every ten dentists will recommend it, and actually, my dentist uses it. Um, but essentially, everybody who takes this quiz question, um, uh, you know, we do this for employees in Chicagoland. Uh, not not a huge number, but a fair number. And the only about seven percent get it right on the first try. And then when we ask it again a year later, because we ask the questions a year later that employees missed a year earlier, that seven goes up to about 70% because this is something people remember and they put to work right away. Well, anytime you can avoid having a drill in your mouth, I think people are going to file that one away for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, not, it's, not, it's not the kind of thing you forget. You yeah, know? that's uh, right. Absolutely. And, and then it, the third thing, yeah. I'm sorry. Amy? No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay. 
The third sample question uh, is about uh, CAT scans. And the question is, how does the radiation in the CAT scan compare to the radiation in an X-ray? Your choices are 500 times as much, five times as much, about the same, or ha-ha, that's a trick question. Everyone knows CAT scans don't have radiation. What do you think the answer is? I don't know. I, I hope it doesn't. No, I know it does. Um, I, I would say probably about the same and hope that that's it's right. It's 500 times Holy as much. It's moly. between 1,000 and 1,000 times as much. They don't tell you that. Uh, frankly, a lot of doctors don't know themselves, I don't think, because the FDA about 10 years ago specifically said that the, the doctors, the, the manufacturers did not have to disclose it to the doctors. Um, but when you know that, there are still times that you're going to get a CAT scan, but suddenly you're not going to go in and demand CAT scans anymore. And if the doctor says to you, well, let's do a, a CAT scan uh, just to be safe, you say, well, isn't there a lot of radiation in there? You know, do I really need it? And it's especially true for children, Amy. Hmm. The last thing you want to do, unless you really need it, is have a CAT scan on a, on a child. Hmm. Well, I've had a CAT scan in my life, and now I'm really worried about now I'm Well, uh, Amy, 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 <laughs> you're fine with one. You're fine with two. You're fine with three. The thing about it is with radiation exposure, your risk goes up exponentially uh, at some point, and nobody's really sure of the exact point. But I just wouldn't be uh, making a... Oh, willy-nilly. Uh, yeah, one out of every three. I wouldn't be doing them, uh, you know, more than once a decade unless you... I mean, I've had three in my life, every single one of them. If I had known about this radiation, I would have said, no, thank you, and I would have been just fine. They were all unnecessary. Yeah, I, mine was pretty necessary. I, I was in a pretty, pretty major car crash, and it was we needed to know some answers because <laughs> I got jostled pretty good. Uh, so. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, you're in a, you're in a car crash. I mean, this, this, is, this is the kind of thing where if you had the glove compartment, you know, your, your consent yeah. form right in the glove compartment, with your dying breath, you can reach and grab it and give it to the EMT. Oh, hey, that's the other thing. These ambulances and these air ambulances will also rip you off totally. So you got to be you got to be really careful of them too. Al, you're making um, me rethink my whole life and everything I think that I know. <laughs> There's so much information. Uh, well, on your site. you know, this is uh, this is this is what we do at Quizify. Is we uh, we say wiser employees make healthier decisions. Yeah, uh, Amy, if you have enough time, I got one more for you. I do. We got a couple minutes. Let's hear it. Okay. So the, the fourth question, right once again, right on the home page, you don't have to pay, no cookies, nothing, just play the game, is, um, you know, they took Zantac off the market a few months ago because there's some slight chance of causing cancer. Right. And as a result, the sales of Nexium and Prilosec and Prevacid have gone way, they were already high, and they've gone way up. Now, the thing about those drugs is that if you take them every day, taking Zantac every day is, is, is fine. No one's except the fact that it apparently causes cancer. No one has ever found other any health issues with it. Well, these drugs, they're called proton pump inhibitors. If you take them every day, it is suspected that your risk of heart attacks, bone fractures, vitamin B12 deficiency, magnesium deficiency, kidney issues, these things can all go way up. And you might say, gosh, this, this Al Lewis sounds like a conspiracy theory. No, it's right on the label. Right on the label, it says only take these drugs for X number of weeks and then discontinue for X number of months before you start taking them again. So in this case, we can't blame the evil pharmaceutical companies. They got it right. <laughs> but the thing is, people, people take these drugs for a couple of weeks, Amy, mm -hmm. and they work, so they keep taking them. 
That's it. Oh, I know people that take that kind of thing daily. They're like, oh, I get a little acid yes. reflux. I just take it every day. Uh, I would I would have show them the Quizify website yeah. and suggest Tums or Rolaids yeah. or or uh, if you um, put your bed on an incline like you stick a few books under the head of the bed so it slants about eight degrees that that should help with nighttime indigestion. So interesting. This is interesting stuff. For those of you, a couple of people were texting in saying, "Wait, what is this?" It's Quizify dot com. Quiz Q U I Z Z I F Y dot com. Two Z's there. Quizify dot com. And we're talking with Al Lewis, who is the co-founder and CEO. Al, you have blown my mind with all this information. This is such good stuff. Everybody, head to the website for sure. And if you follow me on Twitter, I'm going to be tweeting out a link to this and how you can get in touch with Al and hook it all up and learn more. Al, thank you so much. This is such good information you've shared with us today. Well, you're quite welcome, Amy, and thank you for having me on. And as much as I'd like to see the White Sox win against everybody except for my Red Sox, I'm glad they got rained out. (laughs) Thank you, Al. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. You too, Amy. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. So much information there. A lot of stuff to sit with. Again, that's quizify.com with two Z's. Q-U-I-Z-Z-I-F-Y.com. And we were talking with Al Lewis, who is the co-founder and CEO. So much information there. Kind of confirmed some hunches I had about some stuff. So good to talk to him. Well, we need to take a break. Lots to talk about on the other side of this break. Back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth. Not White Sox. It's Amy Guth. Sorry, I'm not White Sox. That game got rained out because it is real stormy if you look at the radar. Arizona, not so much. Uh, no word on the Cubs yet. We will let you know. 7-10 game, as far as we know, for now. All right. Uh, very interesting information that we were just uh, we were just talking with Al Lewis, who is the co-founder and CEO of Quizify. Again, that's Q-U-I-Z-Z-I-F-Y. A lot of you were texting going, what? I want to know more about this. Please do go there. That's a really interesting site. There's a lot of stuff and the format is pretty fun. So, Curtis, I want to shift topics a little bit to a topic that people think is real taboo. Oh, it is possibly one of the most taboo topics. Well, there's a lot out there. There are a lot, but this one is a big one. I know people that will talk about sexy time before they'll talk about this topic. And that is money. People, right? Yeah. People are weird talking about money. Some of it rightfully so. Some of it rightfully so. But here's the thing. So recently I overheard two guys talking, kind of an older guy and a younger guy. I don't think they were related, but I didn't ask any questions, so I can either confirm nor deny. Right? Yeah, maybe a mentor. Yeah, seemed like a boss mentor kind of type and, and a younger guy. Um, but he was talking about kind of, hey, what's the best advice or piece of wisdom you've ever gotten about money? So what I gathered was the mentor guy has done well. And the younger guy was getting information from him. That's kind of what I gathered through my expert eavesdropping. And speaking of following me on Twitter, those of you who follow me on Twitter know that I I enjoy a good eavesdrop because I'm always like quoting just random snippets of text that I hear like in line <laughs> at the grocery store because I'll be like, like the writer in me will be like, what in the world are they talking about with this one little... Th- so I said to the Monsignor, what? And like, or when gonna- you're sitting at like a Starbucks Yeah, or you'll just whatever. hear the weirdest yeah. little thing. I think the, the best ever when I realized like, wow, the 90s were not 10 years ago. Um, I was hearing <laughs> a date happening behind me to not kids, not kids, but young adults having some kind of like blind date situation at a Starbucks. And she she 
they, they started talking about Nirvana. And the woman said, like, well, no, I was just like two years old when Smells Like Teen Spirit came out. And I was like, what? Oh, wait, that's possible. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, what a pervert. Oh, wait, no, she's a grown woman. She's not a child at all. Hang on a minute. <laughs> so there's that. But nonetheless, um, so th- I've been thinking about that, like, well, because I, I heard a little bit of advice, but not a ton. So I'm curious, what is the best money advice you ever heard or like the wise most aha moment with you know you, we, if you like follow all those kind of blogs you'll see stuff like oh make sure you save 10 percent of everything you earn and pay your bills on time don't run up credit card yeah. debt. like there's the things we all know but did you ever have like a relative or a mentor just give you a piece of advice you're like holy moly i never thought about that um you know it's it's kind of interesting um I'll say like from my family's perspective, my mom always taught me, my sister and I are both on like two opposite ends my, of the like money spectrum. I save Wait, a lot. Of, my yeah. sister spends. Okay. So I was saying <laughs> like in terms if, of habits. If my yeah. sister found like a quarter on the ground, she wouldn't save it. She would go to like the gumball machine and use it. You know okay. what I mean? Um, whereas if I found that quarter on the ground, I'd put it in my piggy bank and you yeah. know, save it for later. Yeah. Um, but from what I always was told is like when you, when you earn a lot, yeah, you save a lot. But if you, um, actually like put some of your money like aside into like a separate account um like beyond savings yeah beyond savings and just kind of like as uh like an an emergency sort of thing if you will just to kind of have that reserve there for any sort of situation that comes about like for example when um the housing market crashed and Mm -hmm. stuff several years ago um our family actually moved into a different house like uh i want to say like eight months before that all happened. And like in hindsight, if we would have known that it was trending that way and really going to crash the way it did, we would have never moved into that new house. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, with all that being said, having an extra source of revenue or, or money kind of stowed away and as a just in case sort of thing, cause you never know what could happen in the, That's right. in the future. So just kind of always saving and having, even like, you know, how people say like, oh, yeah, I put my money in my mattress, you know, right. whatever sort of thing that sort of was always stuck with me is like, just save a lot. And then also, like I had to learn too when I moved out of my folks house, when I moved down here to the city to properly budget, mm-hmm. um, especially that part being an adult, because living at home until, you know, I was 24, 25. Oh, okay. And then finally Suddenly moving here. Like, and I'm like, all right, well, oh boy. now that I'm living by myself, I have to figure out all right, when can I like, you know, treat myself and order out dinner, but yeah. you know, having to learn to save money, which I've done pretty well, I would say, mm-hmm. but also at the same time figuring out, all right, I have this much money to spend, like to go out and grab drinks with friends, yeah. you know, and whatnot. But if I go past that, then I really can't spend anything next month to kind of make that up, mm-hmm. if you will. Do you so, cook at home? I do. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's a big, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I hate to be this like, this crabby old lady. I hate to do this, but I've got to. I'm kind of alarmed and stunned by the amount of people in their 20s, 30s that don't know how to cook. Yeah. I'm kind of shocked by that. They didn't make it like mandatory. No one made it mandatory for me. Yeah. And the other thing too is like they didn't make it like mandatory like to learn about taxes and stuff like that growing up. Like I learned more through my parents about taxes and handling that whole process than i did like it wasn't taught in high school like hey is like, anybody i don't know there was a class in high when i was in high school that was offered but it wasn't like again mandatory That's which i think like 
Those sort of things should be. Yeah, exactly. There should be like a class that's like adulting 101. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Here's how to make a budget. Here's how to pay your taxes. Mm -hmm. Here's how to not be an idiot and mess it up. Yeah. Here's like how to, I don't know, register to vote and like trying to think what's a real pain that you have to figure out how to hard uh, how to do the hard way um i feel like all the red tape things are hard, or you're, the first time you do it you're like what am yeah. i doing like i'd rather learn how to, to budget and uh um <laughs> i'd rather i'd rather learn how to budget and uh properly like maintain a, like a good taxing like credit score mm-hmm. than knowing to find like where's x in the pythagorean theorem or something like <laughs> right. that you know what i would mean? use that way more than yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Instead of this calculus two, maybe yeah. you teach me tax stuff. Yeah, that's not a bad call. There should be like, you could get some extra credit for like adulting 101. That would be because then, you know, you, we wouldn't see so many people tweeting that adulting is hard. Yeah, I refuse to ever tweet that. that <laughs> I cannot stand that phrase. Because it makes me it brings out like the crabby old lady in me because it's like, look, it's not easy for anybody, but we're doing it, aren't we? We're getting through it. We're yeah. working it out together. Like, don't complain. It's a thing. Well, and the other thing, too, is like um, there are some businesses that aren't even taking cash anymore. Yeah. So that becomes kind of more yeah. interesting with like credit cards and, totally. you know, everything kind of like that. So, you know, that brings up a really interesting side topic that when I first because I don't usually carry cash because I have been robbed before. Okay. Right. And at, like at the time I was waitressing and that was such a big yeah. financial hit. So I was like, oh, rent's due this weekend. And it was the thing. Also. I don't like cash at home because when I was a kid, our house burned. Oh. Right? So I've got two pieces of baggage here about like, yeah. I need my money where I can like not have paper money destroyed and no record of it. Right? Yeah. Like I need so that if it's, if I get like credit card fraud, I can recoup that because it bothers me. I worry about losing dollars. Yeah. So that said, when, so when businesses started moving to, um, you know, electronic payments only. I was like, fine with me. I don't really care. That's no big deal. That that's easy for me because I never use cash. That's fine. But then there was a the, an interesting op-ed that I read that made a very good point that I thought, I you know what? I'm going to reconsider my point on this. I think I think we shouldn't make things um, cash free because people that don't have access to banking that maybe rely on like more money orders or like a check cashing place that don't have banks, people that maybe like have some mistrust with banks that kind of excludes them from shopping at that place. Got it. And so it becomes kind of a, it kind of makes sense. It's like a class thing, right? At that point, if like, if someone doesn't have a bank, like, okay, that's, you know, that's fair. I want, everybody has the right to shop at this store this. I mean, it's usually like, I think Argo tea was the first place that I saw that went cash free. So it's like everybody has the right to go get a cup of tea. Fine. Yeah. Fair enough. For me, it was uh, when I was at school um, in college, it was the Epic Burger in on South State Street, um, right by the uh, University Center by Columbia College That's right, and Columbia. DePaul. Yeah. yeah. It was right there when I, I walked in and I handed a, the person a 20 and they're like, oh, no, we, nope. we take cards only now. And I was like, oh, okay. And, which was fine because I had my credit card on me, but... Even still finding those sort of things out when yeah. certain businesses go to like only cash for you or, sure. or uh, cash only. And I know like for a lot of places that are still take cash only, which some of it is like part of the charm of the place. Like, for example, if you go out to like Gene and Jude's or something, mm-hmm. they take cash only. And again, that's part of like the charm of going out to a, a place like that. But, I know, but it's always when you, you're like, oh, that's right. It's cash only. I got to go to the ATM. Yeah. And then you have to pay the ATM fee. The ATM fee. And it's a whole thing. <laughs> All that. Yeah. I'm thinking of, uh, what is that place? Half Shell in the Lincoln, in Lincoln Park. 
on diversity. That place cash only. And you walk in there and you're like, yes, I'm doing. Oh, right. Rats. I'm going to do this whole thing. Okay. Well, there's a piece. Um, I will tweet this out after the program, but there is a piece. And if you would like to share some good money advice that you got somewhere along the way, even if it's something simple, uh, even if it was just maybe it's more about the sweet memory than the advice, let's hear it. 312-981-7200. There's a business insider piece that I thought was kind of interesting. Pretty easy ones, but kind of the less, um, you know, the less common ones. The first one is common, and that's pay yourself first, certainly. Two, beware of lifestyle creep. That's a big one because it's easy to like, okay, I'm doing okay. I'm going to let's go throw back to an earlier topic, upgrade my cable. And then you like, okay, I'm going to get a new car. And then suddenly you're like, holy moly, I've got all these bills. What am I doing? Right. I think that's a great piece of advice. Like be mindful of, you know, you add a bill here and there and suddenly you're like, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. Um, Invest in the stock market. Just don't try to time it. And on that note, I think there's a, a thing that I hear a lot when when we've in, like in, when I've interviewed financial people on uh, on the station, and that is trying to make super emotional decisions about the stock market. Like if you have a stock, it's there's going to be ebb and flow. And if you every time it go ticks down a point and you freak out and take your money out, you're going to end up totally messing it all up. Like there's a you know it'll average out just. Da-da-da-da-da relax, take a breath. If it's a huge drop, okay, maybe that's a thing. But it's going to kind of ebb and flow throughout the month. A text from the 870. My dad gave me advice that was good for this, uh, but not good for today. Uh, He told me to only pay cash for things now that I have and not bad but insufficient credit. Can't buy a car or property. Mm. Somebody said one time something like... um, it was a guest I was talking to. Let me think about who it was. This, that text reminded me of this. It was something like, um, "Don't something about not don't put anything on a credit card that you won't have with you in six months." Meaning, like, don't put it a restaurant bill on a credit card. So it was like only that, like, if you need to finance a TV or a piece of furniture or something yeah. like that. But if you won't have it in six months, don't bother putting on a credit card unless it's an emergency. That's kind of reasonable advice, I think. Uh, build an emergency fund. That's what you were talking about earlier, Curtis. That's an important one. Pay off your credit card balance in full every month or as close as you can. Don't carry a big balance. Much easier said than done, but good advice. Um, this was interesting. Don't sit on too much savings. Which sounds counterintuitive, but the idea is if you have just like gobs and gobs of savings, you should do something else with that, like put that in a retirement account or maybe a little in the stock market, something like that. Also, I don't know that I've ever had this advice explicitly said to me, but it makes sense. Have more than one credit card. That I don't. I only have one credit card right now, but I don't charge it a lot. So it's like not a a big deal, but I I get the, the purpose of why or the benefit of having more than one. Right. So part of it is like your credit ratio of how much credit to open space, you know, your how much credit you're actually using in relation to how much you could be using. Um, but part of that also is it might seem kind of reckless to have just like a wallet full of tons of credit cards and a bunch of open accounts. And sure, you don't want to be jacking those balances up. But in theory, if you have some open accounts and you're not using them all, it's going to show that you have a bigger uh a bigger swath of available credit, even if you're not using all of that. So that's some some financial advice. Certainly pay off high interest debt first. That's a good piece of advice you should just be doing. Uh, you know, when you think about like paying off a debt, you might go, okay, well, I got to pay this one off first because it seems more urgent or something like that. Try to prioritize that higher interest debt because 
getting eaten alive with interest rates is no fun. Always be insured. That is super important, super important, not just for peace of mind, but so you don't, you can't, you, it's harder to like, oh my gosh, I've lost everything. If you're well insured, you cannot, you cannot be running around. And I mean, insure all the stuff yourself, like disability insurance, things like that. Um, track your spending. That's a hard one to do because it's kind of a, it's not fun necessarily to sit yeah. down and enter it all. I, I do. That's a, that's a habit I acquired later, but I, I have like a spreadsheet and I put it all in there just, just, just cause I, it's like a spreadsheet formula. So therefore I kind of can see yeah. where I'm on track for the month and go, okay, I'm doing all right this month. I, 219 says, start saving and investing young. Take advantage of the value of time and compounding interest. Heck yeah. That's real good advice. And I'd say get some life insurance young too, because it's much harder to get when you're older. That's for sure. Yeah. Save, save even a little bit. I mean, there have been points for sure where it's like, okay, it's money's tight. It's hard to do. Get it. But I've also been like, you know what? $5 a week, I can just like automatically have that put over into savings. That's whatever that is. I think that's really important. Uh, 847 texter. I only use my credit card at the same four establishments. Otherwise I use cash. I also use gift cards for online purchases or establishments that only accept credit cards. At the same four establishments. Yeah. That's so interesting. I would love to know if you're still listening, person who sent that text, that text, I would love to know what are the four places if they're like restaurants or department stores, like what is that? That's very interesting. I want to know more about this. Uh 630, my grandfather was a World War II Marine. He has he was tough on his children. Uh my mom was tough on me. Now I live a minimalist life. Mm. Is it a need or is it a want? Yeah, that's an important. When they one. think about purchasing something, uh, Deanna having two credit cards is wise in the case of one becomes lost or compromised. Mm, that's also a good reason to have more than one. Uh, eight four seven only spend the interest, never the principal. Mm, that's really good. That's uh, also a good theory at a slot machine or whatever you do for gambling. If you're in a casino, I'll go like okay. If you know you're in Vegas or somewhere, you're like, okay, I my budget is thirty bucks of just I can afford to lose that and whatever, so or whatever that is. And then as soon as I make up, like, okay, I'm at more than my bank would give me, I'll put that back and just play on interest. So I'm like, okay, my principal's safe now. I'll play on my interest. <laughs> that's like my slot machine strategy. <laughs> I'm sure that's not what that texter meant, but I took it there. That's what happened. All right, we've got a caller waiting, but we need to take a break. So I will take that call as soon as we get back. Back in just a bit. It, I'm going to say that again, back in just a bit to finish this conversation, talking all about money advice that you have gotten in your life that is working out for you. 312-981-7200. Back in just a bit on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth. We've been talking about money, in particular, good money advice you've gotten, or maybe terrible money advice you've gotten. I'll take that too. Eileen has been waiting so patiently. She's calling from Buffalo Grove. Hi, Eileen. You're on WGN. Hi. How are you? I'm good. You have a funny story about cash you'd like to share? Yeah. You know, I have a daughter who's third. Well, I've got several kids, but my 30 year old daughter teases me all the time because I carry cash in credit cards. We were going on a Sunday to a Chicago fire game in two separate cars. We pulled in the parking lot. We paid the $20 in cash to park and then waited forever for them to come. Eventually got a phone call saying we don't carry cash. We had to find an ATM. So the joke was on her. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't always use credit cards for everything. So I know. That's, that's all so right. I wanted to say. No, yeah. you're totally right. I feel like every time I've I've been in a uh, a cash only situation, I'm like, oh, that's right. Oh, darn it. I gotta, mm-hmm. And then you got to scramble and find an ATM, pay the fee, do all that stuff. Indeed. For sure. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for the all call, right, well, Eileen. Thanks. Great right. topic. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff here. Um, Curtis, any other texts we should be seeing as people are weighing in on this topic all about money? Uh, the person responded with the four establishments. Oh, good. Thank you. Um, Walmart, Jewel, Menards, and an auto mechanic shop. That's really interesting. Also, that has like a its own element of fraud protection in there, right? Because if a you, little bit, yeah. If there's something else, you're like, I know that was not me because I use my cars in four spots. Thank you so much. Uh, another text from the three one two: Make the maximum four hundred one k contributions and go with Roth instead of uh, traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, pay cut, every yeah. bill you possibly can with a credit card, even your rent. Uh, mortgage, etc. cetera. Uh, pay off the balance is monthly. At the end of the year, you could have three or $400 worth of rewards or cash back yeah. uh, just for paying bills in that way. I know for me, like that happened. Uh, I had a, probably about 450 bucks of rewards money that I hadn't yep. spent yet. And I used it for the uh, uh, month of December because uh, for holiday shopping, oh, there it's going to be higher than all the others. Absolutely. Yeah. So, if you have a cash back thing, only their check because uh, my landlord does online payments, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a uh, an e check, it's a it's free. If it is a credit card payment, though, they charge you forty bucks. Oh, okay. So watch out for that one. Yeah, read the fine print. But yeah, that's good advice. If if as long as you're disciplined enough to do it. If you're just like eh, I'm gonna let that roll, and then you got a couple months of bills on your credit card. That's gonna be a problem real fast. Yeah, you don't want that interest eating you up, but. Yeah, that's good advice, yeah. especially if you've got that cash back. And that's it so far. Yeah, those are good. These are good advice. You know, I think another interesting topic is like asking people about where they kind of got their lessons around money. Because here's the thing. We often say things like, oh, it's just business. It's not emotional. It's only business. Da, da, da. No, baloney. Because a lot, if, if you read, for example, go find next week, go find a news story about something that happened in the stock market. It will be filled with words like, uh, on fears of blank happening, you know, this happened in the stock market, or on hopes of this really emotional language. Like, so we say it's just business, but in fact, tons of emotions wrapped up in money. Uh, 708 wondering what happened to cash is king. I know what happened to cash is king. Well, I mean, for me, it's about I'm afraid of being robbed again. (laughs) I recognize that's a little wacky. That's my that's my bag. But a reasonable answer, though. That's right. That's right. Also, it's harder to track, right? Because you're like, oh, mm-hmm. where did I put that twenty down? Oh, where's the you know, where did I spend that? Because it's easier to just be like, oh, I bought you know gum here or whatever. I I bought a, a bottle of water. Yeah. And then you're like, where did I spend that? You know. And I try to be try to be good about tracking all the money, so I see <laughs> where it went at the end of the month. But yeah, that's it still. Those are good. Those are good pieces of advice. But what I was going to say is I think it's interesting to ask people kind of about like the emotional part of money, of where people got their attitudes about it. Like, what did your mom think about money? What did your dad think about money? My parents, for example, have totally opposite attitudes about money. Oh, really? Totally opposite attitudes. My my parents are a little bit more reserved. And I think that's just more so because like it's just some people can get kind of nosy, mm-hmm. at least like some of the people um, that we've come across over the years will... They kind of become a little snotty and like judgmental about it. And it's like, well, you don't need to know how much, how much we spend or how much we make. People you know, have come out and asked your parents that. Some people have, yeah, my in the goodness. past. Oh, I don't know that my parents have ever been asked that, but probably 
I wouldn't say anyone's ever been like, I wonder if Amy Gook's parents are secret millionaires because they're not. That's <laughs> literally not a thing. Um, I think it's interesting. Like my mom is such a saver and worries about money so much her whole life. Right. She's like, if she wants to get, say, a plain white T-shirt, she's going to find the least expensive one because she needs to save the money. My dad will be like, buy the best quality one. And you have it forever. They have totally different attitudes about, you know, buying. It's kind of interesting how each family has, like, their different, like, background perspectives of it. Like, how your parents are both on the opposite sides of it. Yep, absolutely. My uh, my mom's parents, I I didn't really, um, I never met my dad's father. He died when my dad was a child. Um, And then his mother, I was was pretty young. I was, like, preteen. But my mom's parents... um, you know, they, I, I thought it was really interesting to talk to them about money because, you know, these are, they had a lot of things to say in my adulthood talking to them about it, right? About surviving the Great Depression and what that was like. And, you know, I think it made them both very appreciative of things. But for my grandmother, I think it made her a little bit on, not, not in the clinical sense, but in the, little bit of a hoarding kind of situation, yeah. right? Like not clinically, like her house was immaculately clean, but she would be like, oh, I could probably use that piece of string somewhere else. And she would just like save literally every piece of tissue paper ever presented to her in a gift. And she would like iron it out. Like save I'll reuse it. that. Or it's like the like gift wrapping sort oh, of thing. Oh my God. You just kind Do of Do it really carefully. Slowly take off. Yeah. Or you get, a, you, get a, you get the scissors and you open them up and you just kind of cut the tape. Yeah. So it carefully, and then you can iron that thing and reuse the gift wrap. <laughs> Very eco-friendly. We're not going to fill up the landfill, but holy moly. At some point you're just like, just open the gift. Grandma, just do it. Open the gift for crying out loud. <laughs> right. So there's that. Um, another text from uh, eight, a different 847 number. I don't care who you are. Every person should carry at least $60 in cash, even if it's folded up and hidden in your wallet for emergencies. Hmm. Now, interesting can, point from that. The, I, I yeah. don't think that's wrong. Um, I know somebody who, it was interesting because we were talking about, we have both been robbed of cash and ha- and it had the opposite effect. In my case, I'm like, okay, I just, I'm scared to carry cash because I lost that money. In my friend's case, it was, you know what? Because I had $100 cash on me, I think that saved my life. Yeah. Right. So that's, yeah, that's a good perspective. So his of it. point was like, I always carry cash. I always, he always has at least $50 on him so that like he believes that if he hadn't had that money, he might have lost his life there. I think that's a very valid point too. It's yeah. funny the things your brain tells you like, this is what you must do now to protect yourself. Yeah. Some situations like if I travel, I'll bring my credit card, but I'll leave my debit card at home. Okay. Um, in the case that like if, if my credit card or debit card is, or if I lose my wallet like on vacation or yeah. something like that. Then it's easier to cancel a credit card, but for a debit card, hmm. um, where they can just suck all the money out of that account. That's an interesting. So idea. I usually yeah. will keep my debit card at home, but bring my credit card with me. Hmm. When was the last time you got a traveler's check on a vacation? Who t- me does anyone never. do that anymore? No, me personally never. Um, but I've only had my credit card for well, I've had credit cards for probably since I was like seventeen or eighteen. Mm-hmm. Is when my parents started getting me into that. Okay, so. Hmm, interesting. Interesting stuff. All right. We got to take a break. There's a lot of stuff here because like I said, this is a this is kind of one of those taboo topics where people like sometimes people go, "I I hope it's okay that I ask how, you know, about what did you pay for that or, you know, people want to kind of tiptoe around money topics." So, I thought this was an interesting one. Again, I'm going to tweet out some of the things we referenced a little bit later today if you follow me on Twitter, but we're going to take a break. On the other side of this break, I want to know what you think about what went down with Anderson Cooper 
and Rob Lagojevich. I want to know about that. So people have a lot of feelings. All right, back in just a bit on 720 WGN. 720 WGN, it's Amy Guth in place of the White Sox. Yes, indeed, the White Sox should be playing right right about now. But as I'm sure you have heard, lots of rain, kind of soggy happening in Arizona. So you get me instead. Hope that's an okay trade for you. All right. So I do not want to talk about politics. However, comma, sometimes, sometimes something so unbelievable happens. And so, whoa, what is that? That you can't help but talk about it a little bit. So last night, uh, Anderson Cooper was talking to former Illinois Governor Rob Lagojevich, who I'm sure you have heard by now was released from prison last week. Uh, very quick turnaround. Like that announcement happened kind of around lunchtime. He was back in town by that evening. It was very, very quick and had a press conference happening the next morning. I thought the press conference was interesting because he walks out holding a tissue to his face because he had cut himself shaving. He said, I'm not used to, I'm not used to shaving with you know, good razors, because, you know, prison. So he has, he keeps like dotting at his chin because he's bleeding. Um, anyway, that's not the point. The point is, Anderson Cooper talked to him, and people have a lot of feelings about it. Let's listen to it. But then I want to hear from you about what you think about this interview. Let's hear this. You talking about, you know, commuting, getting a, you get a commutation of a sentence, which is within the president's right, but you ignored a whole hell of a lot of other people who are hoping you might give them clemency when you actually matter. So actually, well, you know what, question, I'm happy to, I'm, there wasn't a yeah. question, it was a statement. I'd be happy to work with people oh, on criminal justice yeah. reform, but I wouldn't work with you. Okay, can I answer that yes. statement and question? Okay, I'd like to address that. Look, when you've been put where I was and you have all the time that I was given to think and look back on some of the things you might have done different, that's certainly an area that you talked about that I certainly wish I would have done more on. There's no question about that. Fair That's enough. among my biggest regrets. I, I didn't know how corrupt the criminal justice system was until they did it to me. And that was a wake-up call. Having said that, I want to say one thing about me as governor. When the cases came to me and I was given files about people who were seeking clemency or pardons, I acted appropriately. Actually, no, they sat on your desk that and that's why you were sued. I mean, that is But I did clemencies and I did uh, pardons. I didn't didn't do nearly enough. It wasn't a priority. I I would acknowledge that. I didn't go to the office every day doing that. Instead, I was giving health care to all the children, free public transportation to our seniors and the disabled. So you were you were holding up money to hospitals in order to get campaign contributions. But um, listen, that's that's a big lie. They got eight million dollars from me and I was sent to prison for things that aren't crimes. They got it after you. I promise it. I ordered it before that happened, and it didn't. They got it while I was governor. That is not factual. Okay, uh, Governor Blagojevich, I do wish you the best. I, I really, I'm glad for your family that you're out. And, and I, <laughs> I don't know I by the way you were asking me questions. I'm well, no, sorry, honestly, I appreciate you. No, no, me but, but just honestly, yes. I, I just look. I have no problem with you getting out. I think you know the president can commute whoever he wants. I just think I wish you know you're besmirching prosecutors who actually. Uh, who are no longer in, the, in, in government, but, you know, prosecutors are important in our system, and you are going after the very basis of well, our justice system, which has plenty of problems, but, but you know, part of the thing right. is you got out, you do have an obligation to at least admit what you did wrong, and you refuse to do that, and you're creating a whole new alternate universe of facts, and that may be big in politics today, but it's still, frankly, just bullshit. We've got to leave it there. Well, Thank no, you, it's Governor. not bullshit. I lived it myself. It's not bullshit at all. Thank you, Governor. All right. So 
lot of things just happened in that that conversation. That was uh, last night. Anderson Cooper talked to Rob Lagojevich about that. That that's really the extent of it. That's that's the meat of the interview. I'd love to hear from you. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. I don't. I want to be the the mediator here. I don't. I don't necessarily want to have a fight with anybody because I I just think it's like a, an interesting piece of audio right there. But I would love to know what you think, and I want to give some air time to to, uh, to let you kind of sound off on that. I want to hear what you think. Now, my only request, though, we did bleep what he said, uh, because I obviously we're not going to put that word in the air. I need you to keep the potty mouth off the air. So uh, but I, again, love to hear from you. What do you think about that? 312-981-7200, because I think it is um, you don't see <laughs> you don't see things like that often on television. So it was, um, you know, it was quite a thing. It was I, I was I was a bit shocked to see that. So I would love to hear from you about it. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's interesting. It's a, it's an interesting time to, <laughs> I don't want to say too much because I want to hear from you. I want to hear from all of you. Um, if you felt like Anderson Cooper should have said that, if you maybe felt like Blago was not treated properly, if you feel like he should have said worse or one of them should have said worse. Um, remember though, here's the other thing I would say to you. Esteemed producer Curtis Cook in there is taking all of your calls. He is he you got to be nice to him to get to me to get on the air so if you call and give him an earful and you're mean to him don't do that he's working very hard producers here work extremely hard to keep the show on track and to keep everything running smoothly to bleep out things like that he did all that so we could air that clip so there's a lot you have to be nice to him don't give him an earful save it i'm giving you space i want to hear those earfuls from you I, I regret, I, I'm like, should we even talk about politics today, Curtis? I don't know if we should. It's Nevada caucus day and then people are having some feelings. And I don't know if you saw this, but, um, uh, Michael Bloomberg in time for the Nevada caucus put up a billboard in Vegas that said Donald Trump cheats at golf. Like the, it's a weird time to be alive, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's what I know. That's what I'm saying. So, um, okay. We got, we got a lot of calls. So let's start doing this. Dave from Schomburg. Hello. You're on WGN. What did you think about that clip with Anderson Cooper and Rob Lagojevich? Well, not only with the, how Anderson Cooper came off, but basically on how all the journalists in CNN and Fox come off. When did, when did journalism switch from giving us the facts? Uh, to where it's, it's basically opinion news. You know, I, I'd like to just get what the what the actual facts of, of whatever the situation is. Let me draw my own conclusion. Yeah, well, there's a difference, though, between a reporter and a, and a commentator. And, you know, Anderson Cooper is like a columnist at a newspaper who has to have an opinion and kind of has to drive it. But here we're saying you want to he- see, see, you want to hear more from the reporters who are just giving you information, less uh, people paid commentary. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, there you go. All right. Well, thanks so much for the comment, Dave. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. All right. Now let us go to Cooper in Chicago. Hi, you're on WGN. What did you think about that conversation between Anderson Cooper and Rob Goyevich? Well, it, it just reminded me how pleasant uh, news clips and news was when Governor Goyevich was in prison and unable to be in front of us. And now hearing him again and his lies. is aggravating and embarrassing to Illinois. Yeah. Uh, That's my comment. Yeah, I appreciate the comment. I I think, you know, we knew it would not take long for him to get back in front of a bunch of microphones and cameras, I think. No matter how you feel about the guy, I think everybody can agree he enjoys speaking in front of microphones and cameras. 
Uh, yeah, correct. And as a presence, just as like a human being, it's just frustrating. So uh, I'm just sad to have to weather it. I also live in Ravenswood close to his house. And oh. it's just, uh, you know, it's just here we go. Yeah. Have, uh, you, have you noticed any, I mean, obviously there was a, a lot of press, um, you know, there's a press conference that following morning. Beyond that, have you noticed a bigger presence in the neighborhood from police? Yeah. Or reporters? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. All of that. Oh. And when you have Ronnie Woo Woo show up, <laughs> it's now becoming a circus and an event. God bless Ronnie Woo Woo. That's right. But, I, that's right. He was there. That's a thing. <laughs> Here we go again, Chicago. Yeah. Well, hang in there, Cooper. Hang in there in, in Ravenswood. Hang in. All right. Thanks for the call. I appreciate your time. All right. Okay. We got to take a break. There's still calls coming in. 312-981-7200. I want to know, what do you think about that conversation between Anderson Cooper and Rob Ogoyevich on CNN last night? Uh, we're going to take a little break, taking your calls on the other side of that. Back in just a bit on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth. Thanks for being with me this afternoon. With you till five o'clock. Well, I, I might have kind of poked a bee's nest here. <laughs> so I, I, there's the, I'm sure you have seen it if you have been on the internet at all today or if you watch CNN. Last night, Anderson Cooper talked to former Illinois Governor Rob Blagojevich, who, of course, got out of prison this week quite quickly. He was um, he his sentence was commuted by President Trump. So and we played that clip. It was no matter how you feel about the two people involved, Anderson Cooper and Rob Blagojevich, it was interesting to see that it was not the kind of clip you see or hear very often. So my my thing here is let's talk about it. I'm giving you some space to uh, to air your grievances or share your opinion or whatever you want to do about it. And uh, many of you have called and texted. Remember, Curtis is answering the phone. I teed this this topic up, not him. So be sweet to him. He is a nice person. He works very hard. All right, let's go to Mark in Aurora. Hi, Mark. You're on WGN. Amy, one reason I love listening to you is that I get the feeling you're pretty much the same person off the air that you are on the air. <laughs> Thank you. I try to be. I don't know if that's no, good. No, <laughs> I can't. Now, I can't say that about Rod Blagojevich. I think that <laughs> I think that his double life begins when he's on mic versus when he's off mic. And there has been brain research that shows that if you if you live that way long enough, your brain will actually develop two different sets of neural pathways. Now, that's useful if you have to visit a foreign country a lot and their customs are a lot different from American customs because you can readily switch back and forth. But I think that Rod Blagojevich has become so adept at saying what is situationally appealing and getting people to like him that he doesn't even have to think about it anymore. His brain just switches back and forth naturally, and I find him hard to trust. Hmm, that is very interesting. You sound like you have some expertise in this area of the neural passageways. Not formally, okay. but I... I, I heard, I actually heard about it on this station in an interview, and I, or no, no, I heard about it on NPR, I'm sorry, okay. and I just found it very interesting that, that the human brain actually takes on the tasks it has to do. And if you want to lead a double life, your brain will adapt to that. But if you want to adapt to a foreign country Hmm. and not make trouble because of cultural differences, your brain will help you do that too. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, right? Because that's that would be like a survival mechanism. But then to, to, in a way, like exploit that to believe your own 
yeah. hype or narrative or whatever, suddenly that makes problems for everybody else. Well, like anything, like anything else, if you're a corrupt person, you will tend to use it in destructive ways. If you're a yeah. good person, you'll use it in good ways. You know what, Mark? I, I think the same thing with, I always say the same thing about alcohol and money. It'll like, if you're a decent human being, you'll probably be just like a fun drunk and a pretty generous person if you come into some money. If you're kind of a jerk deep down, that's only going to come out if you get drunk or win the lottery. (laughs) That's my theory. Oh, but, but, but Amy, I don't get drunk. I only get buzzed. Right. Sure, sure. (laughs) Indeed. I I don't, I don't get drunk. I just get more charming. That's what I do. (laughs) Yeah. I, but I really, I really enjoy listening to you because I think you are very real. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. That's a very high compliment, Mark. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you. Okay. So let us now go to another Mark who is waiting patiently from Beecher. Hi, Mark. What is your comment about Blago and Anderson Cooper? You know, my observation or my, my, my comment is, is that as a person who's trying to understand these questions and answers now, mm-hmm. I think we're creating a legacy in the last few years where both parties are saying things with an agenda other than just asking a question and trying to get an answer. And I think we're losing our civility, our citizenship, and just just a behavior is that we're, we're sort of like broadcasting the perception of being an ugly American almost. And, and that worries me because how are we going to answer questions or or answer questions when we can't even understand the basic rules anymore. You know, I think you are making a really excellent point, Mark. I have been thinking about this very same topic. What I don't know for sure, and I think about a lot, this really does, this topic keeps me awake at night a lot. Where do you think that started? Is it one thing or was it just a convergence of events? I don't know that for sure. You know, I sometimes try to blame it on the MTV when they started doing the real life where we were trying to answer questions that we knew really weren't questions mm. you know and you, you almost see it now you can go to a grocery store or a bank and you watch even the interaction between parents and young kids it's almost the same behavior that we listened to at the beginning of your clip it, it seems like nobody understands how to have a conversation anymore it's always about what's my agenda what's the question agenda you know and and, and it sort of scares the heck out of me a little bit because it's not just straightforward question and answer. Now there's what's the underlying part of it. Maybe we should take polls. You know, maybe we need to do more sampling. We don't need that. You know, we've gotten away from just, you ask me a question, I give you an answer, and that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. I think that is a very good theory. I had not considered the impact of like reality TV and all that kind of stuff. I've thought about that in terms of how it interacts with um like kind of young people dating relationships. And I see the way you can't just kind of, I I see young people kind of not just saying, um, oh, hey, that thing you said really hurt my feelings. It becomes like a throw something, have a meltdown. You know, like I see people fighting like on the sidewalk outside of bars sometimes. Like I was like, gosh, if they just would talk, they'd be fine. (laughs) They'd be fine. And, and, And maybe part of it is social media has become a bit of a narcotic because You'll come across people in real life that you look at their Facebook page, and it's a completely different version of that person from even from the pictures all the way down to what they say and think. Yeah, and and maybe maybe because of all these things, we can have conversations between a reporter and a politician, a reporter and anybody, and all of a sudden it's not always about the truth. It's sort of like the fuzzy definition of the truth. Hmm. 
That's an interesting point. Yeah, I do. I do wor- worry quite a bit about the impact that social media has on how we interact with each other. Because let's, I think, let's face it. Definitely on social media, people interact very differently behind a keyboard than they would face to face, for sure. Yep. For sure. But I, but is it really just behind the keyboard now? Is it starting yeah. to get out in the open? And an example of that is that 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 clip we had. Yeah, I think it absolutely is. I think it absolutely is. Well, you've raised some interesting. Mark, I should. I feel like you should have like a regular segment. You, you're bringing up all these really good ideas. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate your call today. Thank you. Thank you, and I enjoyed listening to you. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Well, uh, I know we got a couple other callers still on hold. We're out of time, unfortunately. We got to go to break. We got to do all those things. Uh, but thank you all for your calls and your texts. Lots to come. There's, I'm sure this topic will be one we will be talking about for a while now that former Governor Rob Lagojevich has returned to the state and his sentence has been commuted by President Trump. There's a lot there, and I'm sure we, I think we can all agree, as I said earlier, he enjoys speaking up. So we will hear from him again, I'm sure. So lots to come on that. All right, we're going to take a break back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth. Thanks so much for being with me today with you till five o'clock. Thank you to everybody who has called and sent texts today. I appreciate them all. Thank you. I mean, you don't have to do any of that. You can just sit there and listen, but you've chosen to to, to chime in. Thank you so much. Sorry, I could not get to everybody. Uh, I put everybody on the air who called in that last segment talking about uh, former Governor Rob Lagojevich and Anderson Cooper and their very interesting conversation last night. But what I said a little bit earlier is I was like, kind of poking the bee's nest here, right? And that leads me to the next story. This is a really interesting story. I saw this this morning on Twitter and I was like, what? That's what's happening? Okay, I'm just going to read the headline to you. Curtis, this is a thing because these are these are not headlines you see every day. Yeah. And often I tweet out things like headline of the day nomination or headline du jour. This is a headline of the day nomination, although this is quite serious. A swarm of nearly 40,000 bees attacked police responding to a single bee sting report. Oh, gosh. Just let that headline settle in. Because yeah. first of all, somebody called the police for a bee sting. Like, start there, <laughs> yeah, right? <that's> true. <laughs> Just start there. But then you start to read it and you're like, oh, here's why they did. Okay, so police and firefighters were responding to a call of a bee sting. But the reason is because it was a swarm of bees. Uh, and it was the killer bee who was actually called the Africanized bee. That is because a very aggressive African bee was bred with the uh, European honeybee and the Italian honeybee. I don't know why they did this, because it made them very aggressive and very mean and very scary looking, but they did. That's the thing that happened. But they swarm and they're, you know, dangerous bees. I'm pro bee. I think we need to be good to bees. They, you know, make the flowers good. They keep our crops good. However, okay, so the police and the firefighter, you play this out in your mind, Curtis, right? Police are coming. Firefighters are coming. They're here to rescue somebody from the. Oh no! A swarm of bees has stung someone. And this is uh, this is in uh, this is in L.A. They arrive. Forty thousand bees are swarming. First of all, who counted them? Yeah, is my first question. <laughs> There's so many questions in this story. But also, what are they doing? They're just sort of. Ro- I- I'm sorry. They're in Pasadena specifically. But somebody this had. Almost to- sounds like a Florida man sort of story. It- exactly where I'm going with this. It totally sounds like a Florida man story, <laughs> which, you know what? I feel like last time you and I were working together, weren't we talking about Florida man? We did. We were talk- that was when that whole Google your birthday, Google your birthday and, and Florida, Florida man. man. We yeah. were laughing so hard because there were so many we couldn't read on the air. 
mine, mine, I remember was specifically a guy firing a shotgun at a hurricane. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had to get away from the microphone because I have a cackle of a laugh, you guys. That's right. The guy that fired the shotgun at the hurricane. I remember that. Yeah. That was so funny. I feel like mine, like the guy, I think he may have shot, try to shoot a shark or something. Both involved weapons. Yeah. They always involve weapons. <laughs> yes, this does sound like either the onion or a Florida man. But those bee sting stories, like when they swarm, that gets scary because well, when you like see like the actual like videos it's hard. of it. That's the thing. CNN has a video that, that you're like, wait, what? And then you see it and you're like, ah! and it sent five people to the hospital because it's a killer bee. Yeah. Ooh. But don't they have like um like professional like exterminators maybe you should call instead of because I feel like if you call the police and fire department, what <laughs> can they do? They're not equipped to deal with a swarm I mean, of bees. The firemen are all dressed up expecting to like, you know, be paramedic or, or, you know, possibly to show up like in their fire suits and then, which the fire suits actually might kind of protect them from the bee stings, maybe. but However, minus the face part. Minus the face, the all important face and jugular area. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Which is exactly what occurred. There was one firefighter who, uh, the bees stung seven people total. Two of them did not need to be hospitalized. They were okay. But nobody got it worse. And the first firefighter who arrived, the bees stung him 17 times. Oh, oh poor guy. Um, the bees are very aggressive, he said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you think you got stung 17 times. <laughs> I think if I, if I would near a swarm of bees, I'd try to jump into like the nearest like water. Yes. Just to kind of get them off. So what and... they did... Hopefully hold your breath for a while. <laughs> okay, so the firefighters and a professional beekeeper climbed a ladder to remove the hive, which was on the roof of a four-story Hampton Inn. This oh, is God. getting even more Florida man. Then sprayed the bees with CO2 and foam extinguishers. I feel like you don't... Do not poke the bear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're already swarming and there's 40,000 of them. Just... Let's just... Well, if they're in a bee suit, like the full blown, if you have like, a professional with you, that's suit, right. Yeah, I think that's fine. But yeah, keep me away from the bees. So this happened the other day. Uh, some of the bees were killed, while others left the area when the sun went down. The beekeeper safely removed the hive, so the bees could not return home. <gasps> I f- first, okay, there are many things here that went wrong to converge on these events. If you were the owner of the Hampton Inn and you're like, wow, there's a big beehive with a swarm of bees. I feel like it's on you, bro. Yeah. To call the bee people and be like, hey, I have a hotel. That seems like a really bad place for a beehive of killer bees. Can you when it's come help on me like out? A, when it's on like a building, I can understand like, yeah, that's on you. But like some of those those hives too, like they form underground. No. Yeah. I know they do. There's, in fact, I mean, there's a very endangered Illinois bee. Illinois had one of the first endangered bees in the world. I learned this whole thing. Really? Because I said something about bees on the air one night talking about like um, what the colony collapse disorder. I was talking about that. Yeah. And kind of some of the theories of why. And um, there was a, some, a study that suggested it was something totally different than people thought, whatever. Anyway, I was talking about that on the air ages ago. And... And I got bombarded with like this, the bee people heard it and sent me all this stuff. <laughs> it was actually really fascinating. Then it was like, yeah. oh, no, Illinois had one of the first endangered bees. They live underground. There's some bees. We think of bees looking little stripy yellow and yeah. black things. The, there are some here that look like uh, like jewels. They're like dark blue and green and kind of pearlescent, really beautiful. They look like a, a pin or something. They look like a dragonfly. They're beautiful. Yeah. There are many different kinds of bees. 
in summation, there forty thousand bees coming at you. No, no thanks. Hard no. <laughs> no. I've, I've only got stung by a bee once, and that was like in second or third grade. But that was it. I've never been stung since. Don't plan on getting stung. I get bit by mosquitoes all the time. Like the mosquitoes are a totally different story. But like when I go camping and stuff, I'll purposely wear like long pants so I don't mm-hmm. get like eaten alive. Some by people mosquitoes. just are like delicious to mosquitoes. Yeah, I am one of those people too. They eat me alive. But bees, nope, I stay away from. Oh no, stay no, away no. from. No bees. No, 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 no. I, I don't. My dad is very allergic to bees, so I don't. I'm terrified. I don't know what would happen like if I got actually stung by a bee. So, so that's the thing. I want to shift completely. There's no good segue here. There's absolutely no, no segue, no segue. There's a couple of calls coming in. So I feel bad like Curtis is going to miss this part because he's answering the phone right now. But, but nonetheless, I got to tell you about this. Um, another story that this was mentioned a little bit on the news, but, um, to go a little bit deeper, McDonald's is now selling a collection of candles that smell like McDonald's products. I can't imagine wanting to have that in my house. Look, I'm not saying McDonald's is not delicious. I'm just saying I don't know that I would want like a Big Mac candle in my home sitting there making my house smell like a Big Mac because I feel like that could just start smelling like armpits and it would be bad and you don't want that. I don't, I'm not feeling that. I don't know. I would tell me what you think. <laughs> tell me what you think. I know. I mean, there's weird candle stuff. This is not hard hitting news right now. I'm talking. I fully acknowledge. I am not talking about hard hitting news. I'm just talking about what McDonald's local company. So anytime McDonald's is in the news, I want to talk about them. Would you own Curtis a yeah. Big Mac smelling candle? Or actually, let me ask you a different question. Of all the things on the McDonald's menu, you have to have a candle in your home. <laughs> Again, not hard hitting news here. What is the McDonald's smell you would want in your house? Um, you can't. It cannot be at apple pie. Can't be. That. I was gonna that's say it can't be something like dessert no, or that's like because that's delicious. Like no. a McFlurry or, no. or something like <laughs> no, that. No, no dessert. It, maybe the fries. Huh. I think I feel like that'd be the more tolerable. I think yeah. I'd get sick of like a Big Mac or like chicken nuggets or something like that after a while. I think like the I fries. Think a, I don't know. I think a nice chicken nugget candle would be kind of comforting. <laughs> But then, but then your whole like, like for example, my apartment is so small. I don't Mine think I'd too, want my friend. whole place. I don't want to go to a bed smelling like a, a Big Mac or chicken nugget. <laughs> and then waking up the next morning, sitting With, in that scent, and having wild animals at your yeah. wind, all the birds like there's food in here. I yeah, know. right. There's that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I fries is probably a a decent bet. Yeah. I think I'd go fries if I had if I had to pick. If you had to had to had to had to pick. Also, like maybe not fast food candles at all. Maybe let's just stick to like vanilla. Yeah, like that's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those, or mint or you those know, Febreze like that. candles are fine. Yeah, lavender, berry. The I like the Hawaiian Aloha scent. Pick them up at Jewel. They're fine. Can you imagine like a Taco Bell scent <laughs> candle? I kind of like feel like Wendy's? there was a KFC candle. I feel like that was around that the holidays. I could see. Yeah, would, you re- would you rather have a KFC candle or a McDonald's fry candle? Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't eat a lot of fast food, have, to be honest. I love how you, like, you won't have a chicken nugget Can candle. I go like, oh, KFC, different no, deal. No, I'm thinking, like, I don't eat a lot of fast food to begin with. So I'm thinking, I like, would I maybe, like, instead of, like, the generics, like, McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell, yeah. like, I don't know, maybe what I would want, like, a Five Guys scented oh, candle. Oh, you're going fancy or now. I'm you're going like, a little bit fancier, yeah. I would like the pot belly. I mean, if I want to smell like a burger, I want to might as well smell like a good burger. <laughs> like the Ocheval one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, that's fair. That's reasonable. You know, or like a Chipotle burrito. Oh, or, there you, you go. Know, yeah, like the burrito like scent. Yeah. Right, right. 
there you go. That's fair. So I, I don't I don't know if you saw this, but um, there was so it, very interesting thing. Like during the week, I'm looking at a lot of fast food stories, and obviously, I'm looking at McDonald's a lot because they're local. Um, so there is a little bit of competition happening in the breakfast space right now, and I can't believe I just said this the word breakfast space, the phrase of that, but that's a thing. Um, and McDonald's has always kind of owned that. So Wendy's has taken notice of that and Wendy's is launching some breakfast stuff. And they there's a social media campaign that was really interesting. They hired a former McDonald's chef. I don't know if they specifically like lured him away from McDonald's or if he had already left and they went and got him. But nonetheless, they hired a former McDonald's chef to talk about the Wendy's breakfast sandwich. So there's all these social media clips of him specifically even saying like i'm formerly a chef of mcdonald's and i'm here to talk about the wendy's breakfast sandwich and he's you know singing its praises which is really interesting but interesting thing about mcdonald's they have been uh for the last couple of years really heavily investing in technology some of which you've probably seen right if you've gone into a mcdonald's there's a kiosk you don't have to wait in the line and talk to a human being if you choose not to there's just a kiosk you can make your order swipe your card go to the counter get your food so mcdonald's has invested really heavy in that kind of thing but also some stores though they have not confirmed exactly which one some stores have um some ai that they're testing in their um in their menu screens and Others have, there's a software that McDonald's invested in, and they're using this in a lot of stores that looks at weather, Mm -hmm. what menu items are trending, speech recognition, to try to make the drive-through go faster. Because who knew, but nonetheless there is, there's like a war going between all the fast food restaurants, and there was a trade publication recently um, that that tracked this, what the average drive-through time is of d- different restaurants. Oh, gosh. And it's fascinating. They're like cutthroat over 20 seconds. So McDonald's shaved about 20 seconds off their drive-through time. And I was saying Portillo's is probably at the bottom of the list, because that I, line is always massive. I don't even long. think they bothered, right? <laughs> like that's an event in itself, the Portillo's line. But um, then like... I think Wendy's was kind of in there somewhere. They were a little higher, but McDonald's new CEO saying, you know, in 2020, we're going to take another 30 seconds off of that and be one of the fastest. They're not the fastest. Um, it's really, really interesting how they're like, okay, we've invested in all of this technology. Now we need, now we need to see it pay off because for McDonald's, the drive through is like their biggest. That's their big money. They need that. And because they own breakfast, now Wendy's has come in trying to take a piece of that breakfast. It's a thing. Yeah. Who knew? Like the, the drive through business case was so interesting. Yeah. And I know like, um, just in general, like the breakfast stuff, cause, at least when uh, I lived out in the suburbs, you'd drive around and you'd see, you know, the Starbucks drive through line always big for breakfast time. Same with McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Taco Bell a little bit would get a little That's love right. with their breakfast now, too. Yeah. And they're what they're betting on is like if people are moving through the drive through faster, they think, which I think rightly so. If you pull up, if you're like, oh, I'm going to pick up some breakfast on my way to work and you're driving by the McDonald's. If you see a long line, you're going to be like, nah. I'm not going to sit in that line. But if it's moving along, you're like, oh, it's not too bad. Not too many cars. Shoop, I'll just pop in there. The last fast food breakfast I had like through a drive through, um, like on the way to like work or school or whatever back in the day was uh, was Chick-fil-A. They do. They, I don't even know. Breakfast. They, I didn't yeah. realize they did breakfast. And their breakfast like isn't too bad. What like, is it? It's like chicken, well, obviously. I got uh, it was the, the Chick-fil-A biscuit, which is essentially just like um, it's a biscuit, but with literally just a, a little fried piece of chicken in the middle, which was pretty good. 
I and have they give nothing you like, against they give a you like some, situation. They give you like jam or something to put on it too. All right. Um, but they have like pretty decent like breakfast sandwiches too. Like they have like a biscuit sandwich, like the typical egg, cheese, sure. sausage or bacon. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing too. Hmm. I think the big question, uh, in addition to like how is McDonald's going to, you know, have their big technology payoff, um, is also what they're going to do. So many um, fast food restaurants have rolled out like a plant based meat option. Yeah. Even Subway has partnered with one of the companies to do like a meatball, non meat ball thing. Um, then, of course, like the Impossible Whopper, that was like one of the first one. I think Chipotle now has a meat-free option. So for people that, you know, might care about that, I think there's people even that aren't vegetarians that want to eat less meat, right? Even that, I think there's a lot of eyes on McDonald's. They did a test at some of their Canadian stores this past year of who, but think about that. There's 14,000 McDonald's stores. Whoever gets that account you got to make a whole lot of veggie burgers to make that work. And yeah. Who can really handle that at this point? So I think a lot of questions. Who knew we were going to talk about McDonald's so much <laughs> all because of a candle? All right. We're going to take a little break back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. Hello. It's Amy Guth. Just a few more minutes left. I'm with you till five o'clock. Uh, then I'm turning things over. Who am I turning things over to, Curtis? Uh, it's uh, Eye on Travel. I enter. That's right. Yes. I on travel From five to eight o'clock. That's right. That's a good show. Good times. All right. Well, that's what's happening at five o'clock. So uh, I will get things wrapped up, but I still have so many things to talk to you about. I should just kind of keep a running list of all the things. All right. So I walked in the door today and immediately I was confronted with the topic of donuts. Thanks to Curtis. Yes. And uh, you haven't had your punchkis at all or anything I've ne- like that? I've never had one. See, I wish I would have known that or known that. Known that. I would, <laughs> then I would have brought it in. I would have brought some in because I have some still left over. Tell me how the punchki differs from a regular donut. Well, it's it's a Polish pastry, I'm um, and it's more so um, kind of like a, a general like filling donut that or that you you know Is fill it, it in filled with something, with something specific. It's usually filled with uh, like the ones that I get are usually it's um, like a fruit I'm sort in. of thing. Um, like a fruit jam, a mixed quality with jam like filled a, donut is aces in my book, and it's usually mixed with like a uh, like a frosting of some sort. Like so, the one I have is like um, kind of like the cream from like a Boston cream donut mm-hmm. mixed with um, vanilla angel cream, which is kind of like a light, fluffier buttercream frosting. I've never heard the phrase v- vanilla angel cream in my life, but I'm in. Yeah, it but it's delicious. it's really good. It's really good. Um, but a ton of bakeries around here. I've seen that. A big I, thing. I know it's a thing. Yeah. In fact, I think they've been here in years past. I've just like not. But know. a lot of places like I got mine. I know you, you're technically supposed to have them on like uh, on Fat Tuesday. Or, That's right. You know, so it's because it's it's like a big indulgent thing you have right before Ash Wednesday going yeah. into Lent. But I ordered a dozen for myself and I just kind of like <laughs> spread it over the last few <laughs> days. Nicely done. So like I had two for breakfast this morning. Good job. And I'll probably have two more for dessert when I'm done uh, working today. But uh, they're really good. Usually with some powdered sugar on top. Delicious. Um, you can usually get a different bunch of different like mix-ins with it, mm. um, but they're very, very delicious, very filling. All right. Um, depending on where you get them, everybody has like their mom and pop shop that they kind of go to. My personal place, um, being from the northwest suburbs, okay. Uh, Country Donuts in uh, Crystal Lake and Elgin. I have heard about this the, place. The two places that, or the two locations, yeah. Um, but the place that we've gone to before, hmm. and I ordered mine um, a few weeks ago, and I picked them up on Thursday. So you so ordered I've, them. You I, don't just yeah, swing by and them. buy them. No, 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 no. You have to. You, most places you have to pre-order them wow. and get them set ready to go because they won't know how much they have to make usually. Because if it's a long line out the door, people are going to be 
sitting there and especially like country donuts and uh and from my hometown um they're open 24 hours a day so holy moly they, just yeah, for this or all the for, time no for donuts like they they're specifically a donut shop but they're okay. open 24 hours and for the punchki f- not just for the punchki just all in general okay, yeah got it. but for the punchki in general they're very very popular okay if you had to describe i realize i'm really doubling down and putting you on the spot about donuts here and and pushing the the limits of your expertise on donuts but how would you describe <laughs> a regular like a jelly donut from the punchki what's the difference um are they bigger Kind of. It it kind of depends upon, again, usually it's a little bit more filling in the mix okay. and obviously the powdered sugar, which you kind of get on both ends. Yeah. Um, but the the fact in general is just it's it's a little bit more fluffier of a, of a at least in my experience, it's a little okay. bit more fluffier and lighter of a pastry, okay. um, which kind of adds into like the fact you can put more filling in the middle because there's a little mm-hmm. bit more space that you can add in there. More of a vehicle for the yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you ever had a sufganyot? I have not. Ever had that? I've had klatchkis before. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's also kind of like it's kind of like the Polish version of a cannoli, okay. but it's got um, like a fruit filling, but it's it's more so folded over. Sufganyot are um, they're a donut made around Hanukkah time, and it sounds it's pretty much the same as you're describing. Yeah. It's like a jelly filled, um, very delicious delicious treat because you know hanukkah is about oil yeah you know you fry the latkes well not a lot of potatoes in the middle east therefore yeah what was the alternative is like this delicious fried dough creation it's delightful so maybe at some point we'll have like a punchki sufganiot off see if i like i said if i would have known (laughs) that you were coming in today or that we would have been talking about this in particular i would have brought in a donut right now you'd be be having one right now it would not be the first time i've eaten something on the air just for the sake of experiment perhaps the most notable time or humiliating, however you want to look at it, was the time I had like the hot sauce king of Chicago on. Oh gosh! And he brought the this hot sauce. He brought several. I love hot sauce, and I told yeah. him that he said, "Can I bring him? Will you try him?" I said, "Absolutely, I love hot sauce." And so he brought in this hot sauce. It's made with one of the hottest peppers in the world, and it's new. It's a new pepper. It's only like five or six years old, hybrid of the two already oh, hotter, gosh. and then genetically engineered to be like the hottest <laughs> thing in the world. He took a toothpick and got, you know, the tiny spoons at like an ice cream place, the, the taster spoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a toothpick, dipped in the bottle, touched that onto the spoon. And then he gave me a fresh toothpick and he said, just touch it in that. Don't take the whole thing. And I was like, come on, man. Tom Hush was sitting. Oh, was Nick no. DiGiulio. Tom has told me this story. Okay. Tom, Tom was has sitting. told me this story. He was now Nick DiGiulio's producer. He was sitting in the booth. He was my producer for a very long time. And he was looking at my face. And he said later, I was so afraid you were going to pass out, Guth. I really, because <laughs> I touched that to my tongue. And for a minute, I was like, it's fine. It's bleh. like my whole tongue went numb. And he said this like, lavender color he was like what the scene in willy wonka like violet you're turning yeah. violet he's like you just turned red purple very quickly and i he said i was if i was hovering over the dump audio button because i thought you were going to swear but then i realized you couldn't talk and i thought you needed water or the heimlich or something it was a thing but i still had some on the spoon there is a news anchor i will not say who this person might be here right now who then came down and got, we were still in Tribune Tower, came and got the spoon from me and was like, oh, it can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, <laughs> you know, so True. I'm talking about him <laughs> and and try the rest. And so I'm not saying that was or was not you, David Jennings, but if it was oh, you. Oh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how would you describe that that little touch of hot sauce that you tried? Um, It was very spicy. It was very spicy. Mm-hmm. Tom's version of this story is because what I saw is you came in and you said, "Let me try." I gave you the little spoon, and, and I just it, took the whole thing that's off. That's right. I, yep. I I tried to hand you the toothpick, and you're like, "Yeah," and you just like 
put it in your mouth like an ice cream sample, turned your back to me and walked in towards Tom in the booth. So I didn't see your face. Tom saw your face and he said that your face was just like, <laughs> and just kind of like cringing, like, oh God, what have I done? I have to do the news in a little bit. Mm, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, I mean, I really, without exaggeration, and again, I love spicy things, and I know you do too, David, because we talked about this. I really felt like the inside of my mouth was numb for a couple of hours. I mean, it was significant. And the guy said, like, if you get it on you, it will <laughs> go badly. That That's happened to my mom, where she was chopping up jalapenos before for, like, a chili, and some of, like, the, the juice and stuff touched her skin, and her, her hands were literally, like, felt like she was burning. She had to stick her hands in milk for, like, an hour. <gasps> To finally, like, get the the burning sensation off of her Holy skin. moly. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a whole thing. <laughs> Hot sauce. I've just, like, again, I have kicked a bee's nest here, poked a bee's nest of many things. Well, so many topics we did not even get to, but we got to the big things, and we are out of time already. Curtis, thank you so much. Thank you, David, in the newsroom for chiming in. That does it for me. I shall see you next time uh, here on 720 WGN.